See, this cat is if every decision was a renegade. That, that's yeah. what links. You're always at the bottom yes. of the, the he, wheel. He does not care. If it was Fable, he would be like a twisted <laughs> demon cat. That's right. Welcome to No Crisis Yet. I'm John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. No episode number needed. I'll put that in post. Episode X. <laughs> ben, what have you been playing? Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a long time since I, we talked. I know what you've been playing. I, I have some, dis- not dismay, but why go, why go back to your I've childhood? I've been playing <laughs> right, the childhood why go, years why, why drive? 2007. This is like you uh, go, just driving past your old high yeah, school. Like, and you know, I remember out. the yeah. old Citadel. Uh, yeah, I've been playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. All smooshed together for next gen consoles and on PC. Um, so is it like mm. I'm I'm making a face at you? Mm-hmm. Is it is it <laughs> one that. executable that you boot up yeah. and you select? It's a launcher so basically, it, and then then it pops up a little launcher that says Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, they've redone their logo to very heavily feature Mass Effect, which I think is funny because there's no anthem to be heard of when the Bioware logo anymore. Um, it might just be specifically, but they are very much banking on like, hey man, remember fucking Mass Effect. And it worked on me because I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's it's one, two, and three all put together. And they did work, you know, graphically they did high definition textures. There's, I don't know what the lighting is that they added, but there's like volumetric lighting and stuff that definitely looks different and better than the so, original. So they went in and tinkered. And, and yeah, and, and especially with one, they like redid the, the shooting so it feels tighter. Um, they removed like the weapon limitations for classes in one so you can use any weapon. Oh, really? Yeah, and they actually made the weapons like fire differently. The shotguns all have like different pellet patterns, and like they really went and did work there a lot. Um, it's still a little finicky because the cover is like automatic, like it was in the original, and and some other stuff. But like they recenter the camera on you, so it looks more like two and three, and and that that stuff does a lot to make one a lot more playable. Wait, wait, mm. This is just a sidebar, yeah. I guess. But I remember Neverwinter Nights came out, and it was like. Oh, Bioware, you know, did a thing and it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that that engine got went everywhere. One the of the Witcher one, the Witcher one, right? Yeah. So just you think about franchises, right? There is relative DNA between The Witcher, yeah, Mass Effect. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, well, and so by the time they got to Mass Effect, they had switched to Unreal because those are all Unreal Engine games. Yes. So Unreal, they be, Bioware was like, all right, Infinity Engine or whatever the fuck it was called. No, Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. Infinity, yeah, because yeah, they used. Up until, I don't even know if Jade Empire, because that was the one right before Mass Effect. Uh, because obviously... Oh, um, KOTOR. KOTOR was the the, the big, uh, what do we call it? Aurora Engine game. Yeah. And then, yeah, they licensed out to a couple people, including uh, CD Projekt for um, for The Witcher. But then, yeah, after... I, I don't I don't remember. I played Jedi Empire, Jedi Empire once. It's not great. <laughs> Jedi Empire is not great. Uh, it's one that probably has not aged well at all. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, there's no cultural stuff in there, Ben. Oh, oh no, 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 no! It's not Shit, Canadians wait. making a Chinese oh. mythology RPG or anything like that. Any, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, that first that first Mass Effect was rough. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, wait, what is this trying to be? Well, and it, you know, we talked about it with Cyberpunk. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on this, but I remember mentioning it. But it reminded me a lot of that, where it's a developer who clearly is good at one thing and is now trying to do a bunch of other things that they have no fucking idea how to do. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, is this is this what you because like Gears of War had come out a year before that in two thousand six. <sighs> So it would all, all of that stuff, cover-based shooter, all that stuff was still fairly new. And so Bioware is trying to make their RPG stuff 
fit with a cover base shooter. Which, and in a Bioware game, you can always see that plot skeleton. I'm yeah. like, okay, I have companions. I know what the deal. And then with after them, the I initial can... setup, you will have three separate missions. Yeah. You can tackle in any yes. order. And like that, that skeleton is always there. It, it never... feels like it doesn't change until Mass Effect Two, where it just has way more spokes. <laughs> but it's it's still the same idea of like. All right, Shepard, here's the setup, and now here's a bunch of dossiers for people to pick up. And it's just, it's more branches. Cause, like, I wanna say Kotor is also like three planets once you get let loose. Something like that. And that's exactly what they do with Mass Effect 1. Um, and Jade Empire, I feel like, was the exact same way in my brain. Cause I'm, I'm, that framework yeah, that, was, that's, was that's well skeleton, represented in that. That skeleton, and even, I would say, even Dragon, Dragon Age Origins. Yep, definitely. You could see that you had skeleton. To get the and then treaties the, or whatever yeah, from everybody. The tech is whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember being a little shocked, being like, oh, shit, they're going to Unreal. Yeah. Well, because did Dragon Age Origins, came, that came out after Mass Effect 1, Correct. if I remember correctly. It was announced way but, but, before. But close. But I want to say close, because there's it was, DLC for each in each other's game. Yes, there is, like, right? Dragon. So there's N7. Yeah, there's, yeah. And that's how close it was. Yeah, because I, I that, and that was, like, when that's Bioware crazy. was batting a, you know, batting a thousand, kind of, because it was just, like, holy shit, Mass Effect, holy shit, Dragon Age, and then... Well, maybe not holy shit so much Dragon Age 2, but then holy shit Mass Effect 2. And, 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 you know, they had a really good... They were very, very... That was probably the most popular they ever oh, were. Oh, yeah. Um, because their other, you know, Neverwinter Nights and Polish Gate and, and <laughs> even Jade Empire were still pretty niche. I guess KOTOR was pretty big, but when you go back and play KOTOR, it is very D&D. Like, it's pretty, pretty dense. I don't it's know. dense, but not in that, you know, the quests weren't reactive in the way that it was like, oh, Kodor 2, bro, or, or yeah. Fallout New Vegas, bro. Yeah. Um, anyway, were you wistful at all playing through Mass Effect? Oh, like, oh, 100%, man. especially one. I mean, one has the, like, the Star Trek vibe to it more than the other ones oh, yeah. of, like, you're, you're capturing pl- the ship, yeah, you're finding new worlds and, and interacting with different aliens in it. And it's not, um, I mean, there's plenty of violent stuff in it and then the husks and all the, the Reaper stuff, but... Um, but it's such a good introduction to that universe. It introduces all the races great, uh, especially with your party members and the conflicts they're in and, and all that stuff. It felt, it felt space opera. Yeah. Right. They just, they really nailed it. I mean, I like the Dragon Age, uh, universe as well. I think it's neat, but I, I don't like, it's not my favorite universe, uh, you know, fantasy universe, but like Mass Effect's up there as far as sci-fi universes. I just think it it is so cool and well thought out. And there are things about it that are very, um, I don't know if it's video gamey or just sci-fi fantasy, but like there are certain races that everybody in that race acts the same way, which is very like kind of broad and kind of stupid and, and kind of breaks some things. Uh. But uh, other ones like the Asari and some other ones that they focus more on have a lot more variety. Um, but overall, I think that world is just so cool. And I love the idea of a sci-fi universe where humanity is not the focus. They are the new kids on the block because they just found the Mass Effect technology. Yeah. So like, we go through the relays and find the Citadel and everyone's been there for hundreds and thousands of years and are like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. And we instantly get into a war with one of the races. Like, There's all sorts of just great stuff in that universe that I, I, I really like. And um, and then, you know, the, the the idea of the Reapers that gets introduced throughout one and stuff, I think See, is this really is, cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But that ending left such a bad taste in my fucking mouth in terms of... Not the cupcake pick a color thing. Right, right. Um, it was just like, why Why did the stakes have to, I don't know. Yeah, that's, they're that, the end of all things. Like, that's, right, but that's, then you can't one-up that. No, and I mean, and, and, that's partly, it's almost like the Bioshock Infinite thing where they basically just like. They said everything's true everything's, all the time. Everything, like, yeah, they, they completely make it so you couldn't make a Bioshock there's a girl, sequel. There's a, there's a woman in a lighthouse <laughs> and a city. Right, right? unless and, you directly acknowledge that huge thing that is 
brought up at the end of uh, Infinite, it, you can't make another one. And they are theoretically making another one, and I have no idea what it will be. But uh, but Mass Effect 3 also into, sim- similarly ends with a like massive galaxy-changing event that makes it impossible to make a sequel to it. Um, but I, do, I you played know, the... Oh, did you beat... By the way, did so you So I just... I installed Andromeda last night and oh, started playing God. it. Oh, God. It has not been great so far. It's not good. <laughs> no, uh, and it is, it is for me, it is like I'm, it is just committing to, okay, the next yeah. 40 hours I think I put into it. The next 40 hours I'm going to do the equivalent of a uh, McDonald's 20-piece chicken nugget. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm getting. It's nice looking. It, the combat's cool so far, but like... But they squander the formula. Just, they tried to make a savior thing of like, oh, you're the... Yeah. It's like, no, just have him be an operator. Yeah. The stakes... The way that Bioware, I mean, whatever. This will roll yeah. into our Ubisoft discussion as well, but like, but why? Why does everything have to be a fucking giant? Like, hey, you're the chosen one. Get out. And yeah. that's all video games, but especially Andromeda. We don't know either of these fucking people. Right, yeah. Was it Pathfinder? And they uh, try to. Ryder is the, like, the last name, like Shepard. Yeah, like just. But they're. They're a pathfinder, yeah. and it's just like no, he's not. He has, that's a he's that's a key part of the Bioware formula is you belong to a secret organization, you're the Gray Wardens, or I don't remember what you are in Jade Empire, but you're a Jedi, obviously, in in Star Wars, and then a, 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 a Specter in in Mass Effect. So they always have the like above the law kind of organization that you belong to that allows you to go all over the universe. Um, but yeah, the Pathfinder I, I, not not doing it for me so far. And yeah, that so I guess that'll be the next question. Not now, yeah. but in, when we re- next record, I want to ask you like, just what having touched all the major systems and beat all the content of one, two, and three. Yeah, going to Andromeda and being like, oh, you chose to. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, and that's the one that has like a huge amount of behind the scenes drama behind it, where it's a totally different studio. It's not the Edmonton studio. It's 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 another satellite office in Montreal and like several creative leads left during the whole thing and like it was a mess it was a, it was a goddamn mess so i still beat and um, inquisition wasn't as I feel no, like no that one worked better because it bad. still had the bioware magic as far as the characters and the main story and that stuff that yeah. still felt pretty good uh, it felt and it was much better than two so like that helped that it had a bad <laughs> sequel to build was to be, improve their, was two dragon age 2 their equivalent of trying to do what they did for mass effect 2 which is like make it edgier yes and, oh it was oh, so much edgier. Style. like and they, they, i remember like the graphics were like almost not cel shaded but like very stylized. it was more stylized it was it went leaned even more because i mean even dragon age 1 had the thing where like your characters get covered head to toe in blood during yeah, every the, combat yeah, encounter sure. and and you know uh What's her name? Morrigan, the witch who's wearing like a, na- a napkin as a top. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like it was it was in that era of like kind of very edgy, like Dragon Age is like the, if you do magic, you like you die instantly. And like yeah. it, it, it wanted to be a very edgy fantasy universe. And this is like just pre Game of Thrones. But by the time Inquisition came out, Game of Thrones was already a huge hit. So you can even see that like influencing it, yeah, Inquisition. It was... But two was also a game that they made in 18 months and it shows because it all takes place in the city. You only ever go outside of the city to do quests, and it's like four generic environments you go to over and over and over again. And, and it's like time jumps, right? Yeah, and it like all yeah, it all takes place within a month or so, and it's it's weird. And like the the big inciting event in it that continues over to Inquisition is that the the mages are like, yo, we're gonna do magic anyway, and then open up a bunch of rifts to the other world because we like magic, you know, plot shit, blood magic or whatever. Uh, a lot of blood magic in Dragon Age. Uh, I think the fucking logo is made out of blood, isn't it? <laughs> sure. I think the dragon is actually made out of blood. Um, but then, so that that drips in, drips into, uh, pun pun intended, uh, 
when I switch from Mass Effect One, which has that that more Star Trekky vibe to it, and and a lot more just like high synths and like cool blue and green lighting and all this the other J. stuff. The J.J. Abrams lighting, right? Yeah, yeah. Massive lens flares, big sure. empty planets with like weird alien pyramids on them. And and the side content in one is still very bad. Uh, like it's just so rudimentary. It's like these totally generated planets that you drive around on the Mako, which they slightly improved, but still feels pretty terrible. Um, and there's just not like much story to most of those side quests. And you always go into like a prefab base that is exactly the same as every other prefab base. And, and stuff, so you can tell that's something they doubled down on too, because two has so much like authored side content. You could you could feel that that was one thing they wanted to improve. But the other thing about two is two is in the terminus systems, which is like beyond the the citadel control. So it's it's the outer rim, it's the hardcore, lots of mercenaries and slave traders and bad people doing bad shit. Uh, so the whole game has a much gnarlier vibe, yeah, uh, which works sometimes, and other times just feels like. You're you're very much trying to prove how grown up you are through this video game by just putting a bunch of like rape and murder in it, and it's like it, it's just it. Some of it works, some of it is genuinely dark and interesting, and some of it just feels gross. And it's just like you know, it was what games were back then, and there still are to a large extent. <laughs> there's a planet in Andromeda that you go to, mm. and they build it up. You're like, yeah, it's a fucking out like criminal den, mm-hmm. like uh, you're prototypical uh, cantina bar scene in Star Wars. Yeah. And they just fuck it up. And I'm just like, how do you fuck it? This is, they did this for two. Like, yeah. How do you fuck this up? What happened? And that was, yeah. One of the things like two starts you on Omega, which is the bad version of the Citadel, basically. It's a mining colony and it's, it's very cool. Like it looks like, but Uh, it is the opening of fire walk with me. Right. And and it's, (laughs) it sets the tone, like the whole color palette, which, you know, uh, goes from from like blues and 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 like spacey colors to more like brown, orange, and red. Dude, are the Rider's only face has colors, glowing orange. <laughs> and and with Mass Effect Two, it's just like rust and blood and metal and and Martin and, Martin Sheen literally is in front of a flaming yeah, a giant sun, sun a uh, giant like the, white the dwarf. The reflection is hitting his face in um, the hologram and stuff. When you finally get to go to that base in three and see where it actually is, it's pretty cool. Because <laughs> it is literally awesome just secret evil base. It's right next to a white dwarf. So you can't see it, and it's it's pretty cool. But the thing I will say about two that is like does like really bring me back and make me feel uh, real good on a basic level is it has so much exploration space of just like going to planets. It's mostly scanning them for minerals and shit. It's not terrifically you're not landing. Yeah, on you every have that like, map music, yeah, and you're just like it's just oh, so shit. relaxing and like you're just moving around, seeing the graphs move, and, it, and like you is can. Two, are you moving the ship around? On yeah, the, yeah, you're moving yeah, the ship yeah, around, yeah. and like every planet has these great like descriptions of like the fucking atmosphere is made of aluminum, and like yeah. there's a there's a liquid metal sea on this planet, and this is a, yeah, I think the the world the word extrasolar capture gets used more in that game than any game in history, <laughs> um, but it like it just has so much uh, content on the galaxy map alone. Um, and I, as a space nerd, love all that shit. So like that's, that's two does that better by far than any of the other two. Cause one has a much more rudimentary galaxy map. And then three has the Reapers are around and you basically have to like play Pac-Man with them. If you, the whole system of the map in three is, is very silly. Cause you basically scan for stuff. And when you scan, the Reapers get aware of you. And then basically if you scan enough, they do their inception noise and show up and chase you around the galaxy map. It's, very stupid. Wow. Um, but, you know, it means you spend less time scanning planets, which you did a lot of in two. So I'm actually, especially playing them back to back, by the time I got to three, I was like, okay, at least I don't have to scan 80 planets in this game. Um, 
But, you know, when I played through two, I scanned every fucking planet in that game. <laughs> I didn't deplete I, them, I feel, but I went to every one of I them. I feel compelled to do that. I don't yeah. know. When, when given the option. Yeah. And I just, like, two has so much content. Like, there's, there's so many missions that you just find by scanning a planet. And it's like, hey, there's a, a mech factory here and it killed everybody. You should go see what's going on. And then that, like, in a lot of cases in two leads to, like, a chain that pulls you to a bunch of different systems. Huh. Um, so 2 has, like, a lot of incredible side content. And 2 is the only one that also rests in a spot where it can just chill as far as, like, it doesn't have a big... It has a kind of big threat with the collectors, but it's not, like, 3 where the Reapers are, like, attacking everyone. Um, so it has the most, like, you can just live in the galaxy, learn even more about all the different races. They introduce a few more, and it just... For as much as the edgy stuff is, is a little off-putting, there's just so much content in that game, and a lot of it is is really good, and some of the DLC is really good, too, and... And the story is good, and it has the best like final mission of of a lot of games. The suicide mission is amazing. Mission. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's part of why three. I think face plants, especially at the end, is the last mission. Three sucks more or less. Like it's okay. It's just it's just nothing compared to that like whole setup and all the the stacking. Like I was looking at a, I did a perfect version of it because I figured if I'm playing through it again, I might as well yeah. fucking make sure everyone survives. And like the flow chart of that thing is still really intricate it's not just like these are the right people for this it's like if you choose this person for this fire team and then this person for this fire team and then they make up like a number and if you get this total then this happens and if you have under this total then one of these people will die in this order based on and it's just it's fascinating to see it like pulled open um it was cool the first time around to just do it and have it be this like natural thing where it's like, oh shit, Morden died or or Grunt oh died because I put him at the door. Yeah, that really sucked for Mass Effect Three because he's great in three, yeah, and oh I just had God, a, a generic Solarian for my first version of that. But um, but I made sure everybody lived through this one because I'm, I'm only going to play these games through one more time. I think, <laughs> I think. I, I'll be sixty see. or something. Yeah, I'll we'll be like, see. yeah, let's get back on the Normandy. Oh my God. Mass Effect Seven didn't do it for me. <laughs> so I we, saw that uh, there was uh, some crossover content in No Man's Sky. For mm, the, mm-hmm. uh, if you did one of the, they're like short. I don't know. If they're they're like called expeditions. They're like accelerated versions of a single player game. And there's one to get the 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 N seven or the the Normandy as a frigate. I effed up. I didn't. I didn't do it. Like, I had five days to do it, and I was like, I don't want to. Because you just have to farm a huge amount of materials. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. So, missed out on that. But but it would have been That would cool. have completed the nostalgic. Uh... Yeah. If I could, well, because in, Mas- in uh, No Man's Sky, you can, like, call those frigates in into the sky above <laughs> a planet. It looks so cool. So, I don't know how that would exactly work with the Normandy because it's not nearly as big as most of the freighters in that game. Big, but real, they just yeah, whatever. It well, and the, like, the, when Cerberus rebuilds it, it's, like, double the size of the original one because they. You have to be. You have to have thirteen crew members have to live on it, so you have to be able to walk around to it and stuff. But um, but playing all back to back was really interesting because you do get to see how they like when they get done with one, they're like, okay, you don't need a million containers full of weapons in every room like we would in an right. RPG because you spend so much time in one just like breaking stuff down into Omni Gel, and it's you use two guns for the whole game. You know, you just you give yourself the best stuff and give your squad the second best stuff and. It's just, it's such a holdover from their old games. It's, there's so many things you can see that they just left in from, like, Neverwinter Nights and KOTOR. Um, and, like, your your character sheet has so many points and stuff on it. And then, so for two, they literally just throw everything away and go, like, you have four skills. You have guns. You have guns from a menu. Your whole skill tree is a very bad menu. 
And it, it is much more stripped down, and there's not really builds or anything like that. It's just the class you pick has powers. I mean, by this time, Byward figured out, like, oh, yeah. we, we broke into main... Like, yeah. this is mainstream. And it's a better decision. The game is a great shooter, starting in 2, and it's even better in 3. But the thing that 3 does is it brings back in more of the RPG stuff, because no. you have, like, a weight limit, essentially. And the more weight you... The more guns you carry, the less biotics you can use, and vice versa. So that's, like, a very clever system. And also, the weapons that... There's, like some like 40 weapons in that game and they all act differently and like have all sorts of weird, I mean, cause it, a lot of that stuff was made for the multiplayer also. So it had a, that's what drove a me had, fucking like crazy call of duty shit. style, you know, leveling system, like and loadouts and shit. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's <laughs> thanks. Thanks Bioware. That's the first game I ever saw uh, loot boxes in. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Cause I did. Holy I, shit. I think mobile games even then didn't really have them that much, but I remember playing Mass Effect multiplayer and it's like, Oh, how do I unlock weapons? Is it like call of duty? And it's like, no, you just get a box full of random shit. Every level. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and then I just... fast forward five years later and that's every fucking video game. Um, but I remember the multiplayer being decently fun cause the combat was really good in three. So, um, and playing through it again, it's easily the best of the three as far as combat goes. And I will say for Andromeda, to give it one bit of praise, so far the combat seems really good. Like it is not as cover focused, and you can float and jump and dash, and and it it feels pretty punchy and fun. It's, so. it's, it's it, to me, it's got MGS five syndrome where it's mm. like it's not a the combat's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I had fun with it certainly, mm-hmm. uh, but it seems like most of the engagements are just in big outdoor arenas. Yeah, and you you lose that like in two. Right, you literally walk through hallways. Yeah, with this is set up like, and a, you're like, wait a second, yeah, is there yeah. gonna be a shootout here? Yeah, of course there is. Two and three both do that, and three does way better at like multi tier arenas and like a lot of like and, flanking. And Andromeda routes has and, you know they give you the jetpack. They're clearly yeah. like, hey, you know, verticality. Blah, Which blah. when you're doing a big open world game, it makes more sense to do that than to have sure. like just a bunch of crates in the middle of the field or something. It, it is it is very reminiscent of how. Uh, Inquisition is built as right. well, which yeah. is basically just out. a big, huge map instead of these like corridors. Yeah, and you're you're just going. Um, yeah, but um, what's what's all right? So so sum it up for me. Take away what what did you get from revisiting the the trilogy? I mean, I really, I I really love that universe. Like that's a huge part of it. Just being there with the music and the the characters, the voices, the the stories, the codex entries, the Shepard, everything. Like, yeah, yeah. And the, and two has so many has a lot of strong characters. Two also had a lot more characters that I didn't like this time around. But I think that's. It's also, I remember it was a Bioware developer was saying like, you know, we spent so much time on the Renegade options and like nobody used them. Right. Everybody went for a Paragon and, you know, that's partially their fault. You get so much more benefit for being a Paragon than you do for being a Renegade. And like, especially in three, like all the good endings are locked behind Paragon. Like if you are a Renegade, you will get a bad ending essentially, which is really shitty. And also like in Mass Effect 1, especially Renegade is a... It's not evil. It's more anti-hero. It's more like Jack Bauer style. You yeah. just fucking don't uh, have time for they, bullshit. Tom Clancy, uh, not Tom Clancy, Spinner Cell did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the Paragon is much more virtuous, like I'm going to help everybody kind of thing. And then two, I think, balances it really well. And then three, there's just like straight up like genocide you can commit as a renegade. And it's like... This isn't renegade. This, this is just evil. Yeah. yeah, you're just yeah. a space Nazi. Like it's... it's uh, it's really stupid how they like really totally lost the because th- their whole point and they pitched this with Mass Effect One was like we don't want it to be black and white like like Kotor we want it to be a nuanced thing and it's like they totally fucked that up by three so um, I think as a as a I mean who knows maybe yeah. I think moral decisions are out <laughs> yeah and that, that's a thing uh, that was like very new when Mass Effect One did it uh, uh, you know it was pre Telltale like saturating the market with those games too um, obviously 
all Bioware games kind of had that from KOTOR onwards. That was kind of the big, huge thing in KOTOR was like, you can be a Jedi or a Sith. And like, I, you know, I'm not super familiar with Baldur's Gate and stuff, but they didn't have like morality systems like that in play in those games, did they? I mean, there's a reputation, right? Right, so, yeah, rep and, and stuff. And Fallout 2, Fallout 1 and 2, same thing. I mean, yeah. but but there was a thing of like, that was that was a phase. Fallout 3 was like, the first town, right. you could fucking blow it up if you're evil. It was in their E3 presentation, I think. Yeah, and that's um, like... And, it, and then it was like... Somewhat post-Mass Effect 1, I think, right? I don't know. So I, th- I want to say Fallout 3 was 08? Yeah, so it's a, year, it's a year after. Man. It's 2007, it's Mass Effect 1. But it's right around the start of that kind of trend, I think. I'm just and, like, oh, what are you going to do? And it's like, no, And it found do. its way into everything. I mean, GTA 4, 5, Red Dead, they all have decisions for some fucking reason in them. And like, GTA 4 is the most bizarre. Yeah, they were really weird. And, and honestly, in Red Dead, I felt like they were such a weird inclusion. They really shouldn't have had it in there. Like, the idea you can make uh, Arthur Morgan be an asshole, like, defeats the entire narrative they're telling. Right. Um... And it's just like, we had it in the last one, we have to keep it in this one. And it's like, because we made GTA games, we have to allow people to be evil. Um, it just doesn't make sense in that game. And, no. and that's, you know, that's another thing we talked about in that game, where it's like, the open world exists, but they don't really want you to use it <laughs> in the story. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But either way, I, I think my takeaway from this is that that universe still is fucking awesome. Uh, has a bunch of great characters. Um I think overall the story of the trilogy works more or less. It's weird because two is such a like divergence and ultimately doesn't really matter to the rest of the only thing that two sets up is people to show up in three. Uh, Cause a lot of your squad mates from two that if, survive will show up in three at some point. I will contend that if they had mm. kept the stakes low. Yeah. I know that, I know that never would have happened. Well, well and, say, and, and, and yeah. all the, it was like picture an Indiana Jones movie. Right, the stakes are, of course, you know, if the wrong people get this artifact, yeah, yeah. It, but like, but it's something not, like it's Temple of a, Doom, where it's just a, a trip, it's, it's a adventure by net, by virtue of just the format. Yeah. So then, okay, so we had the gritty one, right? We had the gritty Mass Effect. Yeah. All right, what if we do a more like exploration based one or like an adventure one, right? So yeah. it's more lighthearted. Um, we'll do a Star Trek horror one, right? Yeah. And, and that that's... and and, of, and again. The, by virtue of the fact of the numbers of copies they wanted to sell, and to there do was a trilogy because a trilogy, all science fiction right. exists in a trilogy, right? And Thank and you, that, was, that was never in the cards. But the reality yeah. is, you're just wasting that setting, then, right? Yeah, you're which just wasting the fucking which setting. is the problem, like with Andromeda, because they have to basically shoot you 600 years into the future and across the universe. Okay, but I don't give a fuck about any of these characters, exactly. man. So what? What <laughs> right? I was, you know, they're they are making a Mass Effect five whatever that is they are making another mass effect it is a veteran team they that's the every press release makes sure to say that mm-hmm. um but like my dream for that would be wedge it into because the, the other thing about mass effect that's so interesting is humans have only been a part of the galactic stage for like 50 years yeah. they arrived in like 2160 something and it's like 2180 when the reapers start happening so it's like a very short period of time to have a human character at least be the main character and be involved in it, but they if they could just wedge something in the two years between uh, one and two, that would be the ideal spot. Because all of the, the conflicts are still there and very interesting, all the races are there, and all the stuff that is cool about two where you can just hang out in that universe would be, they could even go further into that, you go to another part of the galaxy and all this other shit. But because three like just hits the fucking fast forward to the end button, you can't do that in three. Uh, they try like you know some of the DLC, like I said, wedges in like an episodic structure, but it doesn't really fit because you're doing shore leave with your buddies, and then it's like, <laughs> oh hey, Earth is on fire. Uh. It's a cinder. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean overall, I still think it's a really great series of games, and 
I think three is much better than I remembered it because I just blew through that game when it came out because it was this huge hype. I wanted to see what the end of the story was. And that ending, as we know, is, 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 is not it's a little slight, especially in its original form. It was not very good. Um, Which color did you pick, Ben? Uh, first time around, I picked green because I wanted everybody to be buds and get and join the Matrix. Uh, that ending, I think, now is stupid because it's basically fucking magic. Like you, li- so one of the <laughs> things one of the things they added into the ending is you can ask the little star child like what each ending actually means because otherwise it was very vague of what would happen. Yeah, and so you can ask him like what will happen with destroy. He's like you'll kill all synthetic life, including the Geth and your buddy Edie. And all the Reapers. So that's one. And control, you'll control them all. And synthesis, you'll turn them all into machines. And you can literally, one of your dialogues is like, how? And he just says, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, your DNA will become mechanical. I'm like, that's not how DNA works. <sighs> okay, whatever. So, um, so this time around, I choose Destroy. And I think that's actually the best, the most fitting ending for what all those games were leading to. It just bones me out, man. I like the Geth. I did, too. And I, I got him to work with the Koreans. I felt really yeah. good about that. Um, it prevented uh, Tally from throwing herself off a cliff, which is what happens if you fail that. Um, Jesus. The Legion still dies, but like he, he gets to give his consciousness to everybody. And, and, and then the Geth are like, yeah, we'll give you back your home world. We'll go back and we'll help you with the fight, too. And it's, it's cool. But, yeah, ultimately, Fair enough. they had to go. So, um, so, yeah, it was a really – and I think all told it took like 112 hours to beat all three of them. And that was doing everything. That was doing right. DLC. Content completely. The only right. thing I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of the like go find this fucking book on a planet in three and then hey, go up to yeah, someone yeah, on the yeah. Citadel and be like, I heard you talking about this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, yeah. Give me some more assets. Um, but I, And that war asset system is interesting. I, I did not like it the first time. I thought it was very silly. Um, especially because in the original version of the final game, you never got to see any of that stuff. You built this huge meter for the whole game. You're bringing every race together. We can't do this alone. And then the end is just on Earth, and you never see any of the other stuff. A bunch of what they added in the extended version of the ending is like Corian ships attacking here and Geth attacking, huh. like showing what all your assets are doing, which is cool. And I think it does give a good sense of how much everybody needs to kind of get over their shit and come together. It's kind of like what Game of Thrones might have been like if it had been a confidently ended series where everybody kind of has to go, oh no, this horrible thing is coming that is going to make us all of our squabbles irrelevant. And then instead it turns out if you just stab the Night King, it's an off switch and then you win. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, anyways, I think, it's, I think it's a solid series. And then, yeah, going to Andromeda has been weird and I don't know if I'm going to beat it because I looked up playtimes for it and it looks like a it, lot. It's like Inquisition where it's just like, oh, I'm in. I'm but in, I at like- least, it, that was a game and because Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 were so... I liked so much. I just avoided Andromeda and basically pretended it didn't exist. And so I'm, I'm finally, I think I picked it up for like five or 10, yeah. five and it's, it's and literally like, free oh. for me on game pass. Um, and that's the price I'm willing to play for it. So, so that's mass effect. If you liked it, it's still fucking good. And one is better than it's ever been, which I think is probably my, the best thing about that overall is because one is again, my, I think my favorite oh. as far as tone and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. I I have veered back into maybe it's the summer. I don't know. Maybe it's like a long, deep. Just that that it's like oh, it's the summer. It's time for a big long game. Yeah. Well, for me, <laughs> it's like oh, everyone has no requirement to wake up. Yeah. So we're just gonna play Diablo two forever. <laughs> forever. Um, and I finally installed and really dug into Path of Exile. Yes. Path um, of Exile. How, how long is Path of Exile? Is it fifty years old now? How long has it yeah, existed? Right. 
I, I feel like that game has been around since yeah. like probably since the first Mass Effect There's came out. That, and so I was always on the Diablo three side of it. Yes, which was just like for me, it, it is not the economy. It is not trading with horrible human beings who right. swear at you. Um, no, that, Diablo that three stuff, is a sick action game. That's what Diablo. Yeah, 3 and, is. I, and but it, but it's an action game with it's like hey, you know, they're basically the equivalent of. Weekly quests, daily quests, whatever. Seasons, yeah, um, yeah and yeah, seasons yeah. And, and that stuff. And I don't know. That, that's why I played. I played for the clean wipe, mm. right? Of just like going, you know, oh, hopefully this season I'll find a pick your, art, pick your unique, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, but that, that was the attraction for me. And Diablo 3 has that with, in my opinion, better combat. And I, yeah. there's no penalty for... You know, respecting effectively, you're encouraged to respect yeah, and, and combine. Just like move your skills around. Yeah, and, combo and so every and like season, kind of a CCG almost element to it, where yeah. you're comboing stuff and 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 there's you know infinite builds, not infinite, but yeah. Anyway, there's a lot, uh, but it's under the caveat of hey, it's on a Blizzard server. The, there's achievements tied to your account, right? There's more to it. Path of Exile, I have no skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? I haven't even hit cap yet. Um, I'm playing a summon. It, it is, really, and that game is still totally free. Right. I mean, you can pay for like currency and boosters and stuff shit, like right? that. Uh, I don't think there's anything gameplay affecting. So no. your build will be whatever. Is there PvP in it? There is PvP okay. in it. Uh, there's a. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's like a league or something. Was but it, well, it was only Diablo One that had PvP, right? Oh, two had oh, two, PvP. Two like okay. two was the PvP scene was so like you have two sets of complete builds, right? right? People would just make characters and get gear specifically for PvP. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then on the other and side, gears. anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's this whole, but there's, there's, we're talking about the game. It's, I, I would assume this is what it's like for if you're a football fan, is that <laughs> the actual game itself is straightforward. Yeah. Right? You get two guys, two teams, one ball, each team tries to advance it. Yeah, yeah. But, but that doesn't explain like, salary caps and who's injured, who's on the injured minutia, list, and who's managing what team. Yeah. That is, that is this type of game. Yeah. Right? And, and for me, Path of Exile just seems like it went, like, oh no, people want PvP, item trading. An economy that is constantly... And a game that can play for several thousand hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have, in theory, unlimited builds depending on the balance, right. right? And it just doesn't feel good to play in the same... It is yeah. that thing of just like, oh, what I'm doing is just eating... It's the equivalent of like shoving uh, uncooked hot dogs in my mouth. I'm like, yeah, I guess this is food. <laughs> I mean, I guess... they're cooked. It's fine. I, I guess this is... <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And it's just like, why? I could... If I put a little bit more effort, I could have a real meal. I could put this, this fucking yeah. hot dog on the grill and actually make a meal, right? And that is Path of Exile for me. Yeah. Um, it is like, oh, I'm playing this because it's some deep uh, Pavlovian urge in my head. Right. It's to, like, yeah. To click the thing and watch the thing. And I mean, like, the thing that I always knew about pa- Path of Exile outside looking in was that it had insane build potential because the, the skill tree is this, like, sprawling map. That looks like the, the sphere grid in Final Fantasy, but like cranked to a billion, and it's just. But but here's here's my beef with this is that inevitably, mm. and this is similar to the Paragon Renegade thing, right? Inevitably, um, good builds are identified. Yeah, it's like no, you build a character like this, right? Okay, so the choice is meaningless, yeah. right? I have in, eighty, you know, tiles yeah, in this have, one branch of the tree, but you really only want to use three of them yep. because they're and and stupid. and you know, abilities one through forty are useless. Don't use them, and it's yeah. just like, well, what, then if if. Then why not just make five character classes, and then yeah, with, right. And, and this is the fucking thing that. <laughs> and that's like what Diablo three does is it, it they, condenses right. it and down to like yes. And they basically said, look, you guys don't like Diablo two. The conventional wisdom was, you know, the number one fucking whine about Diablo three was, mm. I can't place my stat points how I want. Yeah. Hey, guess what, dude? Every yeah. guide, every guide in Diablo two started with, uh, here's the stats. 
strength, everything, everything except what you need for gear mm-hmm. goes into life. Yeah. That's it. That's the build. That's the so, build. <laughs> and Blizzard was just like, ah, eh, fuck. Yeah. Which we'll get to, by the way. That's a whole other topic. Um, yes. <laughs> but th- that was it, right? So the artificial choices. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, it's a waste of fucking time. But Path of Exile is the same thing. Just like, no, like, it has the illusion of all these choices. Look at that. Look at this fucking skill tree. Yeah. But the reality it's is... endless. The reality is the people that put... 500, 1,000 hours, yeah. have one build, or they use the best build. Similar to Hearthstone as well, actually. Right. Um, oh, so many choices. And it's like, well, but if you want to be competitive, there isn't really. Right. The meta is the meta. Right. And so, but like you said, but you can put hours into it. Yeah. Because the loop is kill stuff to get stuff to make you kill stuff to, to get. get more stuff yep. to kill stuff. <laughs> um, and it's it just, it, that's it. Yeah. And then there's different bells and whistles or whatever. Um, and so part of me is like super ashamed I'm even playing it because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's a Skinner box. Uh, on the other hand, I'm happy I'm giving it like its own chance. Yeah. Well, it's it's such a like a dense game and that it's been around for so long. It's been built on top of it has a similar there, mystique to it that like EVE Online has where it's like I, <laughs> I have to respect what they've done with this, even if it is mm-hmm. just the simple, ultimately a very simple kind of uh, Skinner box with a huge complicated overlay. Yeah. Um, my point being, it, yeah. it's it's one of those games where it's like, it's the summer, I'm yeah. spending most of my time fishing for yeah. some inexplicable reason. <laughs> um, like, I just am like, oh, do I want to spend two hours at a lake casting a fly? Is it raining? Or Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you're just like, I'm just shoveling this shit in my mouth like, you yeah. know, uh, Doritos, insert gamer. I mean, you here. know, and similar to why I was able to, or not able to, but was able to stick with Mass Effect through all three of those games because there's nothing coming out. Like it's, it's I know. We have we're, the, we're in the doldrums. We've, we're in the well, doldrums. we're in the summer doldrums that always exist, and then COVID also like moved so many games Yo, into 2022. And and then I can't even get a new video card right. to play. And like yes, I would games. love like, to play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart or the Demon Souls remake or whatever, but I can't get a PS5. Yeah, and, and so. Maybe that's yeah. we're just we're just retrotting our uh, yeah because there's just not like a huge <laughs> amount of new stuff to play and and uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, you anyways. know what I do? I do want to shout out a game. Mm. It's called Derail Derail Valley. Mm. It is a fucking train simulator. Okay, not Microsoft Train Simulator or well, whatever the fuck. Not yeah, Train yeah. Simulator 2019. I remember there was a game. It was like a couch co-op game called Derailed, where you have to like build track, and it was like voxel based. But that's not this. No, that's okay. not this. This is like. So I'm I play it pretty much only in VR, mm-hmm. and you are just a disembodied floating guy. You go; it's first person. You mm-hmm. go into engines and trains that are all oh, realistically modeled. You have to like pressurize the brake system. There's like dials and lights, and and it is that game. It is that fun, the, my summer car, but for trains. Kind of yeah. yeah. It's similar <laughs> premise that there's just a big open area. There's there's technically missions, but in reality, they're you know they're not generated. So you have to complete them in an order. You have to get yeah. licenses for different engines on the on the island. Um, it's great. Mm. It is completely. It, it only exists in this bizarre niche of hey VR, realistic trains. Yeah, sims. VR plus like mechanic sim is a is a pretty potent idea. I yeah, think, because it, but you're using your hands. And you're stuff. using a radio to change the track, yeah, right? Yeah. So ahead of you, and that's interesting. Um, the you, in VR you get the way of like oh I'm moving a several you know yeah whatever tens of thousands of tons of freight right and it when you hit the brakes it's, everything <laughs> screeches yeah. yeah you get the sense of that weight and you're like oh shit I'm moving infrastructure yeah. interesting um, I played that but like you said like that's you know that's not a particularly new game or it 
I'm, I don't feel compelled right now. What I don't know what even is in the zeitgeist. Uh, yeah, I don't right? really either. I mean, I, I the one new thing that came out that I, I kind of dipped into, but then dipped back out of because of Mass Effect was Subnautica Below Zero, the sequel-ish side. Oh, yeah, 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 side yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's on the same plane as the first one, and it's it's the same engine and stuff, so it's not a full sequel, but it is a totally different character, a different story, and all mm. that other stuff. But And I started that, and it seems cool. It seems like Subnautica... Um, it doesn't seem quite as um, scary as the original one was, uh, because the original one really kind of pushed you into to the deep waters and and you know pushed you. It was always pushing you. The first part of Subnautic is you trying to get to your ship, which you can always see, and to get to it, you have to go through like radioactive water. It's the Leviathans are there. Like it really kind of tests you to to get to it. I mean, once you kind of realize, for me at least, with the Leviathans in the original, you're underwater, so they still move very slowly. You can yeah, like, yeah. move around them very easily. Once you get over how fucking big and, and scary they are, and also, you know, Subnautica is famously a game that has no guns. It, it, it is a game they deliberately designed where you're not supposed to be killing a bunch of stuff. And Below Zero is the same way. Um, it just has more of a mechanical thing of when you are... Because there's also more on, on land stuff, and it's cold, so there's like another layer of keeping yourself warm and stuff um but it's nice looking and whatever and it has a bigger focus on character and stuff but i just it didn't quite pull me back in yet i love the original so i'm sure i will get to it but, it did but that's the- like the only that came out in may and and oh. that was right around when mass effect came out so so it goes i'm not missing anything so it's path of exile derailed valley check it out if you oh VR. one thing i did play that is new that i really like and is very like casual just boot up when i want to Listen to a podcast or something is Chivalry Two. You said that. Is, I think you yeah. that you're just like, yeah, this that game fucking, fucking rules. Awesome. It's great. It's very simple. It's like forty bucks. It's multiplayer only. Uh, I think it's only in the Epic Store, but it's a medieval combat game. I don't know if you played Chivalry, the original. Oh yeah, because that was a Unreal tournament mod, I think, or Unreal mod to begin with. Two thousand four sounds about right. And then I think it was part of back when they did those mod contests. It was one of those. Um, I mean, a standalone version, and then this is the sequel to that. And it is just like a, a rip roar and silly. <laughs> like, you could, there's a button to scream at all times <laughs> yeah. to war cry. Um, huh? This isn't the Ubisoft one, right? No, no. no. That's, that's, um, that's for, honor. for Honor. And it's not, it is still like a deep ish combat system where it like swings and blocks and counters. It's not just like button mashy or whatever. Sure. And depending on which weapons you're using, you know. You, there's friendly fire, so you don't want to just run to a crowd and just swing there's your like, rock Isn't there like manable like catapults and, yeah, and yeah. crossbows okay, and there's, shit? Uh, I learned that petards are old grenades. I didn't know that's where that hoisting you, yourself. Hoisted by your own petard. petard is, a, is a medieval grenade, essentially. Um, In Age of Empires 2, the acclaimed real-time strategy yeah. game, uh, you can actually make a suicide unit called a petard. There you it's go. Just a big burly yeah. dude with a big, big fucking bomb, barrel. Big bomb, like the orc and, and, yeah. and Correct. Um, and like every map is like a stage kind of assault where you're either defending or assaulting and you kind of move through stages of the map um it's 64 player servers so it's good chaos that's fucking i didn't know and, it was 64 yeah, people that's so hilarious. it can get really wild Dang. and it's just full of like great like great you know dismember you can like pick up everything and throw it at people so you can like chop off someone's head and then throw it at someone to kill yeah. them it's like very silly uh it is not as like hardcore as mordheim was that was the other like that's the one that i was that, yeah, that yeah, had yeah, like yeah. a mouse based swinging yes. system and it's like a little too dense i found that game to be pretty fun too but that game also unfortunately got kind of overrun by alt-right shitheads um <laughs> really yeah it was weird like uh the developer stoked it to some extent because they were like, we're not gonna put girls in this game and then the gamergate people were like yeah this game's great oh. and then i think a month or two after i went onto a server after i played for a few weeks and like 
just shot an arrow off to kill into a crowd and like Ben Shapiro was the guy I killed like the, the name was <laughs> I don't think it was actually him um, sure you but I was like oh no and then I pulled up the chat and I'm like oh no and it's yeah. like full of deuce fault crusade assholes or whatever and so I kind of worried about that with this one but it's just not serious enough it just seems to be kind of more of a goofy tone to it and um like there's one map where um it's called the Siege of Coxwell, so hilarious yeah, name. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and if you're on the, the defending side, when you get pushed to the last point, you basically all spawn as peasants. <laughs> and then so the, 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 the winning team is just slaughtering all the peasants. Yeah. And you get one final chance to fight back, but all you have is like a, uh, like a shovel. <laughs> it's pretty good. So like it, it just it feels... that out? Um, God, what is it? Torn Banner Entertainment? And huh. I think it's Deep Silver, so it's European yeah, developer, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but it's, uh, it's been pretty fun. And so, but that's just like deathmatch or, or, you know, very simple objective based stuff, but like it runs real good. And the 64 player stuff creates all sorts of goofy shit, especially with catapults and people will climb into the catapults and sure, all sorts it. of silly shit like that. Um, but that one's been pretty fun and, and like it has the right amount of like, you do need skill to fight, but it is also, you just kind of flail and you can have points where you just run up behind people and just stab them. And it's, uh, it's pretty fun, but, uh, but it's like it's it's light enough that I play a couple matches. I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm done now. And it's multiplayer only, so you can't really do anything else with it. But that's like the only other new thing I've fucking I've touched. Um, I don't know how much time you want to spend on this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ben, the next Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's gonna go forever. Like passive ever, but I mean, in reality, hasn't it already been going forever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the complaint I have had with the last couples, if there is any, because I still fucking played them like an asshole, because uh, I still love that series, no matter what. Sure. Um, or I'm always going to be interested in it, just because it's always set in places that most video games are never set. So that's like always been. Um, and I, I, I liked Valhalla from what I played of it, but like that game is just a monument. It's so fucking long. I, I it's so fucking I long. Have been, I have been playing that over the summer. Yeah, and I just am stringing it out. So I think I'm doing the typical open world thing. Yeah, it, it I'm gonna go to every fucking yeah viewpoint. every region, every view. And that's so the that's, thing. That's how I start. I have the disease from that series yeah. that started out with being like, oh, there's twelve in the city of Jerusalem. I'm like, oh, this won't take very long to like. Oh God! There's like 40 in this one region, and yes. it's like you know minutes and minutes between each one. But there are fewer and but far. If I, be- if I see those fucking eagles, I gotta climb that. Thing. Yeah, they, they are fewer and far between. I feel like in yes. this one, yeah, they are, which is fine. It's not as Odyssey was pretty ridiculous with them. Like yeah. even every island had like two or three. It just was yeah. silly. Um, also, at this point, I'm going to point out that we yeah. are. It is just a full on. This is a pantheon of the gods simulator now. Yeah. Like, they are in it. Yeah, I really liked how they just took what would have been DLC and the other two and, and they just, just were like, you in. just yeah, go to fucking just, uh, go to, Asgard, yeah. like, pretty early. <laughs> um, it makes... And this is... I think I said when we were texting, I was just like, this makes so much fucking sense. Because look at... Like, look at look at the model, right? Yeah. And, and so... To outline it, it yeah. sounds like what the plan is. It's going to be a live thing. It's called. Uh, they announced it as Assassin's Creed Infinite, which I think, or Infinity, or is it Infinite or Infinity? I know no Halo is Halo idea. Infinite. Sure, that's how. That's what I was going to confuse. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, uh, Halo Infinite, whatever. Um, I don't know how long until the client becomes free. Right. Right. So the Dash, the thing you download, is just a launcher, right. like Fallout seventy six. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then every season, it's like, all right, you're going to get. And Whatever. If that's how Valhalla. they right. And uh, if it's maybe like or or like um, Elder Scrolls Online, where they're like every year they're like here's Skyrim, yeah. here's uh, uh, the and they're just filling Khajiit in the world place. map. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and they get another forty bucks out of you. Uh, yeah, I think that if they're the thing that 
feels, you know, of course, it's like, oh, it's going to be microtransactions, it's free to play, blah, blah, blah. But they've been going that direction for a while so now. So anyway, did they say it's going to be free to play? I believe they said it's free to play. But no, I, maybe they only said it was live service, actually, now that I think about it. Which means that it's, it will continue, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's free. And, and they've had live service-ish stuff all the way. They've had weekly, daily. Ghost Recon, right? All, all of them. Like, all the Ghost Recons yeah. have like either yeah. live You have that et- eternal child from Origins who is in everyone who will sell you stuff for the, the dailies and the weeklies and whatever. Yes. Um, the, the, it's all, it's so like, it's always it been right at there, the edges. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, the and only that, one that like Far Cry doesn't, as far as I know. I, haven't, I never played New Dawn. Was that the sequel to 5? Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think they had a major live component. Right, but 5 didn't. 5 had like, you know, you could buy weapons and shit, but like it wasn't. It, there weren't like daily challenges, but either way, uh, everything else. The division obviously already is a live service game. Um, Breakpoint, they were definitely going in that direction. Uh, fuck, they had raids in Breakpoint, didn't they? I didn't. It is crazy to me that I never got into that. I, I, I felt we tried. We both tried because yeah. we like Wildlands so much, and and um, yeah, it's just a weird fucking. Oh, Breaking Point. I'm sorry. Yes, Breaking Point. Yeah. Yes. Break, Breakpoint had raids with like big, the big machines or something. Yeah. I don't know if they were group missions or what. I don't mm-hmm. know how many people, but I definitely played. Yeah. But yeah. They, they were right there the whole time. Man. Yeah. Like yeah. they were they, on the cusp. They, they've been, They're just saying, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. What if you could make a game like Destiny? Is, is what most everybody is, is looking at and being like, what if we just had a game that made money for years and years and years and years? And um, I think even Bungie would be like, not so fast. <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds. But like The Division is their version of Destiny for, sure. for all intents and purposes. It's a shooter. It is multiplayer only. It is uh, heavily co-op with some PvP. It even has raids against big tanks and shit. Um, but uh, so, you know, the idea that they would do this with Assassin's Creed, which is their biggest franchise, and Valhalla was the biggest selling. Every what? That's the other thing, too, is everyone they've put out, as I've said, like, they've gotten too big. Uh, and they're able, like, everyone sells better than the last one. Valhalla sold better than Odyssey. Odyssey sold better than Origins, et cetera, et cetera. So, so to see them do that with their biggest franchise is not tremendously surprising. It's just at first you're like... I, at first, I was like, oh, no, that's bad. I don't want them to get longer. But if it is a seasonal approach or, or a like piecemeal approach, and when you get to, I don't know, what's the setting they haven't done, you know, ancient China or something <laughs> like that. Say, if they um, wanted to make a trillion dollars, they would do ancient China. Yeah, or Japan finally, all those Ghost of Tsushima pretty much they've came in and eat their Japan. entire lunch. They were te- they've been teasing. I can't even play Ghost of Tsushima. It, it I kills me. That will probably come to PC. I hope so. I, dude. I'm fairly certain. Like that one feels ripe, along with like Days Gone and Horizon. Mm. There are other Far Cry. There are other Ubi likes. Essentially, have come to PC. So I feel like Ghosts would be a perfect fit. Um, Here's to hoping. Yes, um, it's a good game. I like it. I don't get too cynical about mm. Ubisoft and and this what this means, but I, I just some deep part of me resents the fact that it's like not even. I mean, you won't have save games. Right. You and won't. You will have, you a, have, we'll have an assassin that you make or something. Yeah, like you'll have an assassin avatar. Which that and... creates all sorts of problems because they've been leaning more and more into a defined character. And all, all the Assassin's Creed games have a defined person that you are playing. So the idea, and, uh, the idea of um, going to a more generic division style thing where you're just a paper doll that you put stuff on, that seems like probably one of the biggest problems you could run into. Um, but I don't know, man. I think Kotor or not Kotor. Yeah. What is um? What was a Kotor MMO? Uh, the Old Republic. Old the Old Republic. Tor. Is Tor. That's they right. The Tortanic. Right. Yeah. Um. The Old Republic pulled it off. Yeah. Ish. 
ish, right? Yeah. I, I like the story. I, yeah, I, I that played... was cool. It was the parts in between. They're like, now go back to this planet and do a bunch of MO yeah, plus. Yeah, and, and that was jarring, but I, yeah. I think, like... But the story stuff was fun, yeah. yeah. And it felt like... I will say also, how much have you, have you played ESO ever? Elder no. Scrolls Online? Yeah, so Elder Scrolls... Oh, no, yeah, no, we, yeah. we have. We have played. Elder have Scrolls played has a more yeah, RPG-like, yeah. you're doing choices, there's dialogue, yeah. there's multiple steps you to every You have yeah, it feels more like a single-player RPG if you want to play it like that. But you um, can hop in a group and then right. do raids or whatever. Yeah, and it's still kind of busted by like, oh, I have to go to this this burrow, and then you go there and another party has sweeped it out so there's no enemies <laughs> yeah. in it. And that feels very not Elder Scrolls, where everything is for you in, in a single-player yeah. Elder Scrolls game. But but the quest design is much more you know decision-based. and Ben, as the UB shills we yeah. are, we, we'll both get this game. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Well, and especially, I think, especially because it's Assassin's Creed. Like, I am, I don't need to play any more Division. I don't need to play another Breakpoint. Unless they made it more like Wildlands, I'd probably play another one. But, and even Far Cry 6, I'm like, I'll probably play it eventually. But, like, with 5, I, I waited a year to play 5, and I was fine. Yeah. So, like, I think definitely out of their franchises, Assassin's is my favorite for show sure, because I like history. I think it's cool. So, and that's definitely the hook. And if they can keep that hook going and had not have these huge hundred plus hour campaigns that you have to complete every couple of years. That could be good. But yeah, the, the trade-offs well, I mean, to make the, it a live service game seem risky. I mean, it's already happened, right? The wheels are turning. So. One other thing though, did you ever play the multiplayer Assassin's Creed when it existed? It was like two I, brotherhood. Yeah. So I played to, to black flag. Head. I played the PVP one for, um, I think you were like tracking down hidden yeah. people. It was so. Awesome. It was a great like. It was a kind of version of board game almost, where you, everybody had there was like twelve. There was like a dozen or so NPCs on every map, and they repeated all over. And everybody was one of those NPCs, yes. and you had a target. Someone was targeting you, and you had to you know sit on benches, wait in crowds, try not to move like try to move like a play, uh, an NPC instead of a player character. Which is funny because this all was in the game Spy Party, which has been in development yeah. forever. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Similar to, yes, similar to that, and it was just that was such a cool multiplayer mode. It was really good, and Black Flag was the last one that had but that, it. But that was, that was multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah. That's match-based, right? But I could see them putting that back into a, a live service. I, like, I with, play it, sure. Yeah, because like Destiny, part of the prong there is you have all the PVE, but then you have the Crucible if you want to do PVE, if you want to play Halo-ish multiplayer. So this is, this is the bittersweet thing, right, for me, which yeah. is, on the one hand, we're, the thing I was talking about earlier, right, so with Diablo 2. Mm. I'm going to buy that remaster. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I want to play the remastered version. Yes. Right? Because the reality is it's going to be on official servers, maintained by Blizzard. I don't own that character. Right. right? I'm manipulating bits on their machine. Right. That said, the idea of, oh, fuck, wouldn't it be cool if I had all the... This is the, the part where it's terrifying and, and tempting for me, which is mm. like... Wouldn't it be cool if I had all the artifacts from my adventures as Ezio and all my artifacts, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, and I and all that tied to one account that they're managing for you. Yeah. And you can see how much of your fucking life you have sacrificed to this game. Right. Um, in WoW, I think it's like Slash Played. EverQuest might be Slash right. Played. And you just say, oh, shit, I've been playing this game for... for- two months or whatever you know whatever yeah. uh i don't know i'm terrified to look at my wow time to think of how many days i wasted yeah it's been a long time but when i any case yeah what i'm saying is that that'll be the default it, it won't just be a save file on your fucking computer right and it won't be you know just a like uh, a thing you go through by yourself i don't think like maybe it's individual for everybody i but... would assume they they're going to i can't imagine it being like a big open world where a bunch of people are running around in it though either so my guess would be instanced, like similar to like a Guild Wars or whatever right. the fuck. Uh, I think even 
76 is also instance. But right. the idea being, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe. All right. So minimum how they're going to do it is cities will mm. be a instance zone yeah. where you'll, you will see other people. Right. That's probably likely, right. Yeah. But then when you go, and this is in theory, when mm. you go out into the world, it's, it's yeah. an instance it's, version it's, or something. It's, and that feels more like a single player Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, <laughs> or it could just be, well, you know, people running around slaying civilians. And... I mean, the the thing in this is, like, lightly dips into that Skull and Bones game is that that's oh, the man. problem with that thing is they, if you read that article on oh, Kotaku, yeah. which I oh, probably yeah. did, that they don't know if you're playing the boat or the ship. Don't like, know. that's a huge design problem that still hasn't been solved. And it's like, oh, Yikes. you should never get off your ship. It should just be ship combat. No, you should be able to walk on islands. It's like, well, that becomes more like an Assassin's Creed game. But then it's also one that is a multiplayer game and has so, other people around. So what I'll point out is that the Elder Scrolls Online, that's a whole separate engine. There's yes. no technology no. shared with a... So the UI looks Skyrim-ish, yeah, yeah. but that's about it. But that's it, yeah. right? So my other question for Assassin's Creed, like I would expect it to feel, it would to use, what is it, uh, Forge, Anvil? Uh, Anvil. No, yeah, d- yes. Whatever the fuck their engine Anvil, is called. I think it is. Du- um, Duatra is the, the Far Cry one. Dutara, maybe, whatever, yeah. The idea that that tech... If it is really the same game, if right. if they're counting this not as a separate online thing, but as the next Assassin's yeah. Creed, I don't know. and it's very likely that is not built. You know, it's the same way when they tried to make Fallout seventy six work, they were taking the Fallout four engine and like <laughs> wrapping it around multiplayer in a way that didn't make any sense because that whole engine Oof. is built for a single player game. So in that man. way, I probably wouldn't be smart to do the same engine. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, because I think I want to say the division runs on that. Far Cry Five engine, so you think they are they just sharing tech with a single player kind of game? Huh. But um, but I but, remember because I remember the last time I deleted the division off my computer, I saw a big folder with that engine name on it. So huh. <laughs> yeah. In any case, uh, I'm curious to see what it looks like. Yeah. And, and they said like, don't expect anything to like 2023 or some shit. So like, it's gonna be a while. We, there might even be another single player game before then though they're still doing dlc for earth valhalla they haven't even done the second part of that dlc pass or whatever anyway but ben mm-hmm. do you want to talk about the cosby suite well uh, actually, let, me rephrase, let me rephrase the question uh, no let me rephrase the question <laughs> no one wants to talk about no. the cosby suite but uh but, we have responsibility to hey blizzard what the fuck oh man yeah so this week or what was it earlier? I don't know. No idea. Was it last week? Here, here's the facts mm-hmm. as they happen. The state of California. Yes. Not an individual. Not some individual. A label. The part the of the labor department of, of the state of California. State of California is like, hey, Blizzard. You motherfuckers. We've been investigating you for two years. And Let me tell you about the Cosby suite. Um, and, and there's more to that. There's more nuance, right? So they named it that because supposedly... It resembled Cosby's sweater. Right. By the time they were doing this, he had already been accused of a bunch of shit, right? Right. Well, this in this back, to back up further, this is like a specific instance of of sexual misconduct at Blizzard and and boys club culture, frat club culture, yeah. which is a lot of what they were uh, broadly outlining in their in their lawsuit. But this is stuff that kind of came up and and and, and at e, I don't know if it was E three or whatever. Yeah, but, but one, BlizzCon at their oh, own oh, convention. Oh, right. It was at their own fucking convention, mm-hmm. uh, and and the suite was basically they considered like a networking hotspot, and it's a it was bunch of seen, senior, yeah. all senior yeah. World of Warcraft Blizzard devs, and they yeah. called the Cosby Suite, filled it with liquor, and basically talked about fucking every employee they could find on social media, 
Also, yeah. they didn't delete it doing? after like it was named in the lawsuit, and then Kotaku was able to find all those pictures and shit this week on people's Facebook pages. Oh, Ben, doesn't all that shit that I make in the past get deleted? No. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Zuck does it. He just deletes it every six months. Yeah, and, and whatever. The cause yeah. of sweet thing is, it, the, it's gross. Re- regardless, yeah. of, regardless of how you named it that. Yeah. Well, and I would say, <laughs> like, even, even if it was pre- Horrible optics. Pre his, you know, kind of- I think the Hannibal Buress stuff that kind of brought it back into the the forefront was in like 2014, but like he had been accused, and I remember it back in like 2006, and it got like a little bit of news and then went away. But so you know, anyways, yeah, it's gross. But even if it wasn't named that, it would still be fucking gross because they are like making a fuck palace at BlizzCon. Yeah, and this guy and this, <laughs> for uh, for female employees who work at Blizzard. I forget the guy's name. Uh, yeah, uh, it starts with an A. He used to be an NPC. I think he still is actually in, in World of Warcraft. I'm sure they're. But he was a he was a senior speak. designer on a bunch of the expansions. I think. In um, any case, yeah, that fucking guy was let go last year. Yes, for misconduct. For misconduct, which they clear. Which hey, you know, today, uh, like, compared to Ubisoft, who had a bunch of this go through last year and didn't really fire anybody, just yeah. shuffled some people around. Um, you know, I don't want to give Blizzard credit in this case because a lot of the shit that is talked about in this thing is. Pretty heinous, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's wild. But it, uh, this is the thing, right? It's not just that they had a fucking like, oh, they had the Cosby room, so they no, canceled. No, no. no. Yeah, it was a bunch of other stuff. Too. There's a bunch of other stuff, which is like, if you wanted to get ahead and yeah. you were a woman, it was functionally like, impossible. It was, <laughs> or, or it was one of those fucking guys is like yeah. proposing to women and and yeah, and just, just a really toxic voice club shitty. Um, but it, the real crime, right, is that. The pressure of like, well, you have, you know, if you want to meet with these people to advance your career, like yeah. that is the Weinstein fucking ass. Yes, it not, is I'm not the, saying it's the bad. power dynamic. Yeah, thing. and that's what makes it just the fucking worst, which is that's that's indicative of a toxic culture, right? Yes. Is the top is already rotted. Yeah, and- it, it it reminded me a lot of finding out about uh, Pixar's similar stuff, not as uh, heinous in its individual details is some of the Did stuff. Did Brad that came Bird in. get canceled? No. Okay. No. It was all mostly Lasseter. And then, La- right, but, yeah, but yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Lasseter being the head of it and being so venerated by everybody that the culture of him being a grab assy and you can't be in a room alone with him and all this other stuff trickled down to all the leads and yes. all this it other po- stuff. It, it is poisoning the yeah. well. And right? this, this is a similar thing with Blizzard where it's all a lot of senior management either not ignoring it or actively participating in it. And then the whole culture below it just rots. Um, and, it, 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 and you know, your manager sees his lead doing something. So he, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bummer, dude. Like, yeah. It, it's such I love a bummer. Blizzard, man. I, it's, Remember it, when it, they put that cool wolf statue in their yeah. court, on their campus I mean, the, courtyard? I think anybody who's <laughs> played games for, on PC, especially at any point in the nineties loves Blizzard for some reason or another, whether it's Warcraft or Starcraft or Diablo They've at least been exposed or World to of Warcraft or there whatever. There was a South Park episode about it, man. Yeah. They, they just, and they were like a gold standard developer for such a long time of just like, they, you know, they, they only put out games that are great. They cancel, you know, and, and that also has started to fall away in the last few years because of Activision being like, Oh, Bungie left. I don't know how we let that go, but well, we own Blizzard. Shit, let's get over there and start getting some fucking money out of them. They haven't released a new game in like four years. Make Overwatch hey, two. You can do uh, that, right? Hey, so let's let's remaster, but not really Warcraft three. Yeah, right? let's do and a really bad yeah, version they, that they, they, destroys their player base. They fucking. <laughs> 
I mean, whatever Diablo Two Remastered seems by the by yeah. the Tony Hawk even guys, it's bef- pretty solid. Yeah, even even before the, all this rigmarole this week, I was skeptical of the Diablo Two remake because of how bad the Warcraft Three one was. I was like, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> and they're showing it, and it's looking very nice. But they did the same but thing see, with Warcraft Three. But this, and, but this is the fucking thing, right? Yeah. This is the Pixar thing of you're bat- you're batting a thousand. Yeah. Until oh, you stumble. Right. Right, and you're like, oh, just, oh, oh. Yeah. And then. We'll never be the same again, right? Yeah. And so that Blizzard sheen, right? Fucking gone. Well, and that's like, like completely to compare gone. to Pixar. Now is like their movies have only come out on Disney Plus. They haven't had a theatrical release since before COVID, and they've made like four movies since then. <laughs> and that's and, and, like, is, is it are like they Cars too? Like that's the thing, right? Well, so, it's like you know, Soul and, and Luca and a couple others, and it's just like these were because Pixar always had like incredibly long development times for all these movies. They would be like five years from conception to release. And that was why they were so thoroughly, so much better than like the DreamWorks stuff that they cranked out year after year and stuff. You're saying it's raining, was it spaghetti meatballs? <laughs> uh, right? No, Clive's a Chance of Meatballs, I'll defend that movie. That's Sony, but oh, okay. a whole different. Uh, I'm trying to think. All, was parents something? something? Uh, boss Baby, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, your Boss Baby. Boss sure. Baby is like the bottom of the barrel I can think of. But like the Shrek Fuck. franchise is like... That's one thing I really don't like that is indicative of a lot of DreamWorks stuff, too, but that doesn't <laughs> matter. The thing that always kept Pixar, like, the, as the A-class thing was their movies were very good, but also because they gave each one of them this huge amount ben, of time. Ben, I'm going to comically tap my watch and, and make a little <laughs> That's violin. right, make some money. So, look, it's fucking Pixar. Let's fucking go. Well, and, and, like, a lot of what happened to Pixar is they, they started with a deal with Disney... And they, but they were still an independent company, and they made a bunch of movies. And Disney's like, "Holy, this Toy Story movies! They they are more popular than any of our animated films combined over the past decade." Shit. And then, oh god, everyone loves Cars. Oh god, everyone loves The Incredibles. Oh god, all, and they just were so I valuable. Love, I and love then, Incredibles. I think it was after Ratatouille, they their deal ended, and Disney was like, "Money, money, money! Just please, we want to buy you." And that's when it started to become, "Oh, we're going to do two movies a year. We're going to make more Toy Story sequels." And and that was kind of a beginning of the shine coming off. But then, yeah, once when when, uh, when Hey, we're making cars too. When Me Too hey. kind of kicked up, and people were like, "Hey, did you know Lasseter is a big fucking creep?" And it's like, "Oh man!" And he, yeah, is Joss Whedon a creep? Yeah, probably. It sounds like <laughs> it. I mean, there's. Did less... he get canceled? I can't even keep up with uh, this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, he yes. There, By canceled, was... I mean literally, he's he's not getting any work. Yeah, he got fired off his HBO oh, show. Shit. He he, and this was stuff that came out about. Angel that I had already kind of known. It was a little known in the fandom of those shows that he, um, the actress's charisma carpenter, she was Cordelia on Buffy and then she transferred over to Angel and she was a big part of Angel, great character arc and then she got pregnant at some point and he just fucked her character over completely. Yikes. Reportedly and, and this was even well before this was kind of, she talked about it very publicly this year and that's like what re- reignited it to a certain extent but he just took it out on her and killed her character in the worst way possible and, and was a real asshole. Um, but then there were more stories that came out about Buffy and about some of the younger actresses working on that and yada, yada. Oh, this is not great. Nothing like, yeah. How yes. bad is Lassiter? Pretty bad. Lassiter is more of a like... Lecherous. Lecherous okay. old dude and he, you know, grab grab everyone's butts and just was, it was a really... I don't know that he had any like Harvey Weinstein level rape charges or anything but was just really it was basically I, I the the one thing that summed it up was that all the female staffers at pixar had a lassiter dodge move essentially to get Yikes. out of his space when he was in your space and had you cornered or doing whatever and that just sounded really bad and that it transferred over to heads in every department and stuff like that so it sucks because Pixar like just makes such high quality stuff and it's a similar so that's why it feels similar to blizzard it's just like this like 
bastion of like this is the top yeah. tier. But but um, you can tarnish right there. Yeah, and, and both of them became tarnished by their kind of owners eventually. Of even before <laughs> they were uh, uh, tarnished by the people it, who created them. It, it was tarnished by like, yo, we got to make some more Toy Stories. Yeah. <laughs> we made, f- we, they have made four Toy Stories now. Yeah. They're all very good, but it's just like, yeah, it becomes the Disney factory. And uh, and with Blizzard, it became like going from, you know, we release a game when it's ready. We tirelessly support it. If we fucked up, we, we go back and we really do the homework and make Diablo 3 everything it can be and, and all that stuff. And they just had such a high... Uh, everybody liked them so much. And so, you know, when you find out their culture was fratty and gross and shitty, um, it's not, I, I wish I could say it was surprising, but this is also like, sounds like a lot of devs, uh, developers, especially, I mean, whether it was work conditions like with Rockstar or if it's, if it's just a toxic workplace like Ubisoft was, because Ubisoft was also one that I thought of as like out of those big three, out of Activision EA and Ubisoft, I was way more into their games. I thought their quality level was much higher um, and they knew how to uh, work on their shit. Like when Assassin's Creed 1 didn't quite work, they knew how to <laughs> overhaul it and make Assassin's Creed 2. And then, uh. and then you know, that's always, I'm, I've said this before, but like that point where they made Far Cry 2 and Assassin's Creed in one year, and they could go one of two ways. And they obviously didn't go the Far Cry 2 way. <laughs> they went the yeah. Assassin's Creed way much more. And um, But I always thought they did a really good job. And they were also tirelessly supporting their games. So it was just easy to like what they did if you bought you know, one of these games you'd be supported for years and years. But then, yeah, last year it's like, oh, yeah, also a bunch of the highest CEOs who are friends with the Guimau family who can not be touched are all fucking gross assholes. French and, ceiling, dude. Yeah. So, French ceiling. I, I mean, but this is, is this not the nature of human organization? I was going to say, I don't is think this, this is this exclusive is not, to video games in any way. Shape, no, or this form. is if, horrifyingly. Yeah. This isn't limited to video games. Toxic this is dude the world. culture is, is present in most industries. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not as you know because that was the the boys will be boys thing was how it was wrote written off it's just kind locker, of it's just earlier in our talk, life. Man. Yeah, exactly. So you know this does this exists everywhere, but yeah, it, it was a personal like oh gut punch for Blizzard specifically because the what? stuff detailed in it was pretty heinous, and on top of it, yeah, this is a developer that. I followed very closely for pretty much all my life. <laughs> and that's or at least been exposed. Like there's no, I mean way. the, f- one of the first PC games I played after doom is Warcraft. Like, yeah. you know, it's right there at the beginning for me. And so, uh, yeah, it sucks. But that's, you know, those are games. They're immaterial to the human problems that are going on here. I, I'm not like, Oh, <laughs> not my video games, but it's more like, you know, just incredibly disappointing. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what's worse. Right. So you have, I mean, whatever. When a studio dies, it's not like the, everyone is vaporized, right? They, they right. end up on other projects and stuff, and they kind of float around in, in the industry. Right. But there is just something about, like, okay, so Blizzard, immaterial, right? So ignore the campus. Yeah. Just as a name next to a game, you're like, fuck. That's like, four-year gap. They were shit. events because they never, they never released games till they were, like, fucking and, great. Okay, so that's the one. In my mind, that's the differentiator. Yeah. When I'm reading a thing and it's, oh, Blizzard, and Blizzard's making a move. Yeah. They might be announce their next game. They've only made three games, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, when StarCraft Two was announced, yeah. it was like, holy shit. Holy Even shit. if you didn't. We didn't play yeah. ladder and all the shit. You were just like, oh my fucking god, they're gonna make another they're game. They're gonna make a StarCraft um, two finally. <laughs> that itself, right? As a as a value proposition of the company, where you're like, yeah. oh shit, there's Blizzard, right? That name, and you don't recover. From, you you become a Pixar, right? Yeah. Same thing with Pixar was like, and I don't know what's worse, that 
seeing them crest and then being like, oh, no, oh, like, no this yeah. is okay. What's going to happen? Are they going to get chopped up? Right. Obviously, I don't think so. Not yet. No. Because um, they're still financially viable. That, yeah, that's and, a and like the the reality is, you know, this will be reported on, and hopefully something will come of it. But Who people knows? are still going to play Overwatch two. They're still going to play Diablo four. Like they're not done. Right, and um, and so really, it's just like a spot, and you're yeah. like, and even before then. The fucking Warcraft remake did not do well. Like, all the right. shit. They just fucking, like, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, they've had a cloud over the last couple of years because Activision has, like I said, come in and, and put the boot on the neck again and be like, hey, uh, you can't release a game every five years again now. We want... You remember when you came to us with their balance sheet for what Overwatch loot boxes made in one year? You need to keep doing yep. that. <laughs> and so now it's just like, oh, like, Blizzard is just one of those. Or it's yeah. just like, it's another it's fucking another company. It's like, in the Activision wheel along with Treyarch, along with Infinity Ward, along with... Yeah, I have very fond memories of just like reading, like flipping through the Warcraft 2 manual yeah. and just being like, oh, this fucking art is sick. And, I remember like, like the background lore is awesome. PC Gamer would, you know, write a lot about a Blizzard game when it was announced. And like you'd hear all these stories about like, oh, yeah, they had Warcraft Adventures. They developed the whole thing. And then and they said, it, fuck, fuck it. it. This thing sucks. And I was just like, you can do that. Yeah. And it, it turns out when you make that much money, you can do that. And like so Valve that's, is that's maybe the, the company thing. that kind of has carried that legacy on. Um but they did it in a completely different way where they're like, how do we make it so we don't have to release a game every year? I know. Let's just <laughs> open a fucking store. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and it worked pretty well. Um, they're forced to be reckoned with, right? Yeah, Similar to Blizzard. Absolutely. You like, know, oh, shit. I have, I have some issues with Valve, but, you know, I, I think Alex especially was like, oh, no, they still know what they're doing. Like, they do, they do know how. Because like, when I, play, I, I went back at some point in quarantine, who knows when. It's all a blur. But yeah. I played through Portal 2 again and was just like, this game is a fucking 10 out of 10 masterpiece still. It's amazing. And then I, when I was playing it, realizing it's exactly 10 years old. And I'm like, Man. Jesus Christ. A, I feel old. But that happens all the time now. Um, but moreover, just what a like pitch perfect piece of game design. Like, And, and they were very public about, like, we play test like crazy. You know, we have the ability to play test for years. Uh, Breath of the Wild was a similar thing where they're like, every milestone, everybody went home and played through the game. And we came back. And and that's not something most developers can do. Uh, And so I felt Blizzard was in that tier as well where they could just iterate and just keep going. because at some point... And even when they fucked up, because I think Diablo 3 was probably the first, like... Big like wow, they stumble. missed the yeah, fucking mark here. Mm-hmm. Um, they they got too greedy with the auction house stuff, and it really fucked all parts of that game up. But then they were like, "Yep, we fucked up. Let's fix it." And that's also not something that happens very often. Um, though Ubi did that with has done that with some of their games with like Breakpoint. They're like, "We're we're gonna try to make it better." And I have not gone back to Breakpoint since they. Yeah, and I haven't really either. But it's it, fucked up, right? So the only but the only reason it, it's it's almost like a self perpetuating machine, right? So. Uh, Blizzard makes a hit, yeah. gets more money than God. Yeah. They can at this point they can afford to prop them, prop up their titles and yeah. keep them going. So you you that's a positive thing in your head. You're like, oh yeah, they'll they'll yeah. fix if they come out wrong. And then a Diablo three happens, and you're like, oh shit, oh, geez. like yeah. there was a lot of money. They made a lot, and and you know I maybe uh, would take back what I said about them that Valve did it a different way. Blizzard didn't open a store; they just opened a World of Warcraft, which is a similar right. revenue stream Does that it, allows you they, to. They have a money printing machine, exactly right. Effectively, they always have that cushion. Yeah, and and if had World War, World Warcraft was a gamble, yeah, because ever at the time EverQuest was like you can't, you can't fuck with EverQuest. I mean, right? there wasn't really other. There was a few other. MMOs like Asheron's Call and shit like that. But I like loved when Call. when World of Warcraft came out, it was the next big thing because was. EverQuest was the thing. And, and they they'd only made so many games, right? right. You're just like, holy shit. Um, 
We're doing it on the Warcraft 3 engine. It was crazy. No and one thought let, it would let me be clear. The games themselves, solid as fuck. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Solid as fuck. And uh, World of Warcraft is one of the biggest games of all time. Like, it, one of the like most I said, influential. Dude, there's a South Park episode. One of the most influential games ever. I think everyone who played it, played it. Or they knew someone that played it. Yeah, it, yeah. it just it permeated the way that games do not do anymore. Right, so there's a magic. They figured it out. And yeah. then the, your Diablo 3, and it's like, oh, they didn't quite, you know, yeah. they had a PR problem with what's-his-face. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, one of them, yeah. Whatever. Um, and now we're here, and it's just like, man, I got to see it. I got to see this company with an impeccable track record. Yeah. Um, maybe, and, and here's the other thing, right? Mm. It could just be, Ben, that we are... Like, the auto industry is a good analog because that's been around for 100 years. Yeah. So you'll have, like, Ford in the 70s. And you're like, right. what the fuck? Everyone was on weed and, like, the, the economy was shitty. <laughs> gas was bad. Yeah. And so that was bad. But then, yeah. like, early 90s, they made a lot of interesting cars and they're cool. And that's, yeah. like, you're talking, like, a 40-year And that's period. a legacy of a huge yeah. company. Which, yeah, Blizzard, right? I mean, as for as much as it's a venerated, like, institution, the only company I can think of that has that length and breadth and like ups and downs is Nintendo in the in the games industry. Who started as a toy maker in hundred a hundred hundred years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's the thing, right? So you just accept that it's like oh, like yeah. they're an institution. They're just like the but, Boston yeah. Red Sox. But right? they, you know, they had the Super Nintendo and then the N sixty four and then the Virtual Boy and then uh, wait, why the is DS. The virtual, wait, why is the Virtual Boy down here? I'm virtual sorry. Boy can is... I go below the table? Whoa! Listen, uh, I own right. a Virtual Boy. I know what it was about. <laughs> right. It was a bad um, system. And so with Blizzard, I mean, unfortunately for them, they're not their own company. So right. if, if Activision finally says, whatever, we're getting rid of the nameplate, they won't because Yeah. Still. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, you have to, and that's been the interesting, like, that's been the brain thing that happened when I first looked at it was like, everything was labeled as Activision Blizzard. So I'm like, which one are they talking about? And then once they started naming people, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this like, is Blizzard oh, no. Blizzard. Um, but, but because they always label it as such, you never get to forget that they're not part, they're also part of Activision <laughs> and, and it was, you know, cause they were owned by Vivendi before that. Vivendi to me has always been like this mysterious part of fucking... Sierra kind of, yeah. but you know, you would see Blizzard Entertainment at the beginning and nothing else. Right. And, um, I don't, I still don't think you see Activision at the beginning of any of their games, but maybe you would have or will that. when Overwatch 2 comes out or whatever their next big release is, but Look, Ben, yeah. they got Call of Duty in the Blizzard launcher. That was the yep. play, right? Everything else is gravy. I think they took it out at some point. They but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's a bummer. It's all corporate consolidation. It happens everywhere, but... Um, we need we need to resurrect Teddy Roosevelt and yeah. just have him break all the this stick, shit up. Big, yeah. That's what the big stick was for, right? Yeah. Is breaking up uh, video game companies? Yes. You just bring it... A lot of political cartoons of him smashing yeah. Activision and Blizzard. Guess what? <laughs> uh, the other, you know... I don't know. Again, the bittersweet thing of just like, wow, I got to see it. But yeah. Not unlike <laughs> what the country's gone through the past, yeah. let's say, <laughs> ballpark it. Let's say November 2016. <laughs> you don't want to put a date, but yeah, yeah that's exactly say, where it would just say get. that. November 2016, yeah. right? And it's just like, you get to see it. You're like, oh, we're here now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Blizzard is here this fucking now. company. Yeah. And you can't erase these headlines. Right. And, and, you know, they, I think the thing that's been, because so on Wednesday of this week, they had a big, huge walkout at the main campus. And, um, and those people were not like, we're going to quit. They were more like, we want to work here still, but we don't want it to be fucking hell. 
and we want it to be more inclusive and all this other stuff. I'll, I'll, game, I'll so, game it out for you, dude. So yeah. they're going to say, we're going to bring in a consultant, and the consultant's going to do an, an yeah. independent investigation. Right. This happened at one of my former workplaces. Well, and this is what Ubisoft did. They said, we are going to investigate. Yves Guillemot was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We, we wrote a note to everybody. And what they really ended up doing was shuffling, firing like one person, and ultimately like a lot of the leads that were indicted or, or implicated in all that shit last year still work there. Because cause, cause the reality is they're financially viable. They yeah. will not rock the boat. And the only fuck you, like, and I'm sure we're going to see it get stamped out if it even comes to a head, is, yeah. is the is employees being like, we're going to talk about a fucking union and yeah. then see what kind of alarm bells go off. Right, exactly. Um, it's, it's like what happened with Amazon where they like make fake Twitter bots and be like, we love Amazon. I, I work in a warehouse. It's great. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah, they don't have to do that because they're Blizzard Activision. Like, right, the, right. the gaming press is its own... No offense to Kotaku and Polygon and Edge yeah. and stuff, but like, but those are pretty this, niche, you know, sites in the grand scheme. Like, yeah. people that are aware of World of Warcraft are so much larger than any of those one parts reading Kotaku and be like, "God damn it!" Like, yeah. there's I so mean, many the re- people that just hear Blizzard and go, "I remember World of Warcraft." Yeah, I mean, the reality um, is, I I would love to see them unionize just as a fuck you, yeah, Activision. Absolutely, I just don't, I don't think see it happening. No, it either. won't happen. Um, I yeah, I'm not terrifically optimistic on that front. I do think you know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. This is still so fresh, too. I mean, this was literally Monday of this week to see where this <laughs> is going to go. But the memes are also good, Ben. Yeah. There's, there's some there's high no quality. shortage of but memes. But I, I also said to you before, too, this reminds me a little bit of Riot Games, the League of Legends Valorant developer that had a big Kotaku report written about them, uh, about sexual harassment and a very fratty bro culture to the top parts of the company you couldn't like apply to the job unless you were fucking sick at league of legends bro and all this other Whoa, shit really yeah no they literally <laughs> had like a play test as part of their uh, application and um and were, would you know would go way harder on like oh a girl can play video you know they were that kind of yeah, culture sure, and sure. so that was a big thing and then they got they had a big walkout and uh they had forced arbitration that was going on which is you know you have to you if you want to sue the company you have to go through their <laughs> their company which oh of course that will probably work out great for you oh you have to work with our hr department first that'll be uh they're totally got your best interest at heart they're right that's a whole I, other thing but and this yeah. is the same thing with blizzard one of the th- demands that they had for that one walkout of their was, hr people was in the cosby mm-hmm. suite are you fucking kidding me dude yeah it's hr man they work for the company not for you Correct. But uh, but the ride thing, like, it was a big to-do. They they shuffled some people around, did some suspensions for some sensitivity training, whatever. But it blew over in two or three months. And six or seven months after that, they released Valorant to great acclaim. And people, you know, more or less forgot about it. And I, my cynical side says that's Blizzard too. The only difference I think is that Blizzard is in not great standing, both with their public products and with their private. Whereas Riot yeah. always had a fan base with League and and all that stuff. They, they have a Tesla esque fan base that yeah. are just fucking well. And Riot like was this weird company that like basically existed outside of because I never play their games, but they are massive and profitable and have like their own like yeah, economists on board and all this other stuff and they're not a 10 cent property right yeah they are i oh think they are part you know in the way that all companies are partially owned by 10 cent yeah, at this sure, point i don't sure. think they, but they were a, a heavy controlling interest in uh, in them and league is huge in in asia so that's a big part of it and yada yada but like that but they were able to recover because they paid lip service at least to it brought in internal investigation put some people out. <laughs> so all, all Blizzard needs to do is release a hit fucking game. Right. Which, yeah, the new Diablo remaster, perfect timing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, if it turns out. And then, but I think, you know, like Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will be a bigger test, theoretically. Um, but, I the, don't know. The, 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 the final nail, not the final nail, 
Yeah. The the third try third big fucking thing. So if if you know the recent game stumbles are one, this thing is two. Yeah. The third one is another big release that's fucked. Yeah. Right. That would be that's the, one the thing. They are like, kind of on their back foot because of the Warcraft yeah. three thing because of them making Overwatch two when everyone's like nobody's asking for this. No. And um, you can just expand the client. You've added so many characters. I mean, like, they, why? What this, the fuck? Another. You know, they, they always have tried to create esports scenes around their games with Heroes of the Storm. They like they created a show <laughs> oh, that was on TV and then pulled the plug on that esports. And then like with Overwatch, they went from a six person team to a five person team. Uh, sorry, team comp in the game. You had six people on your team. Now they made a whole Overwatch league. They funded teams all over the country based on that player count. And then with Overwatch 2, like, it's a five player game now. So like one of the tanks on your team has to fight with the other one to see which one's better or something. Like, so it, professional, they're professional athletes. They basically just, you know, just said, Hey, we created this whole esports league. And it's even crazier with Overwatch because they literally created teams all over the country <sighs> and then went, uh, yeah, one sixth of your team no longer is useful. Well, let's become an alternate, man. Yeah. So we could put something on the box that said we made the game different. Um, that's a whole other thing with how Blizzard balances that game that I have issues with, but that doesn't matter. The point is, well, um, the shine is they gone. have had, yes, the shine has been fading, I think, but this is like a full-on fucking broadsword through the chest. Like, this is, this could put... No, you know what this has been? A, a broadsword through the oversized shoulder pads. That's right, that's right. Uh, what, what, is Grom <laughs> Hel- what is Grom Hellscream wield an axe? It's that through... Uh, a knight from Stormwind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With massive shoulders. With massive shoulders. Just fucking huge. And a big, uh, you know, and a, a, a night elf lady flipping around. I don't know, man. So, I, yeah, it's it's been... It's horrible. I, I will probably end up buying that fucking remaster. Yeah, I don't... I was already kind of like, and I've said this to you and other people, it's like, I love Diablo 2 at the time, but I have not thought about playing it since... I stopped basically after after Lord oh. Instruction, and I beat that and, and played it a bunch over. That was a summer game for sure. Yeah, I very vividly remember playing that and you know rooms with four other people, fans in all the windows and everything. So that was like a big part, but but I don't really want to play. Like I th- I felt like three was it, it, in the right direction. For me, for me, it is football, right? It is it is yeah. the game itself is kill stuff, make numbers go up to kill stuff. Like yeah, and that can take the form of a poe like. But that chassis, yeah, and and there's probably they're gonna get me on the nostalgia. You can switch between the, um, yeah, the, you the know, seamlessly, yeah, 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 which is and, super fun. And they're gonna fucking get me because Monkey Island did that as well yep. with the remaster. Um, Halo did I, it. That was fun. I know it's gonna be me. And <laughs> I'm assuming Dave, my friend Dave, will get it, and that will then then you have the pressure of like, fuck, yeah. I wonder if Dave's on. And then you go on and you're like, oh shit, no, we hey, can, and then you, what like, what do you have get that gear? Stone of Jordan or whatever? Yeah, fuck, <laughs> I mean, it just because of the new it'll be new yeah. seasons, so there's whatever. But so, yeah, the thing for me, and this is just me personally with Diablo, like going back to the original has been interesting to me because I think the vibe of that game is so fucking dope. They're different products, right? It's, and then we're just talking about Terminator and Terminator 2, right, Alien right. and Aliens, right? Definitely, Diablo, definitely that, that Alien Aliens so, dichotomy applies very clearly. Absolutely. Too. So Diablo 1 is like, oh, it's, it's basically a roguelike. It's pure. It is. Yeah. It's basically a roguelike. Three classes. You, have, you literally <laughs> have one dungeon, you are just going down levels. Yeah. Right? It's got that. It's all about darkness and the fucking devil yeah. and, 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 and being uh, there's no, there's ominous. No, there's no thoughts of economy, really, right? No. Um, whereas whereas uh, Diablo 2 is a field full of soldiers fighting. Like, it's such a different 
style of like action and just number of enemies on screen and and magnitude of but the meta your like this is the thing right the meta in Diablo one is like fucking whatever like yeah. you can literally find skill books as a warrior and right. learn resurrection shit I mean all all of your characters are local you just open up yeah. a text file and edit them <laughs> right Diablo two that Diablo two is the live game thing of like no yeah the the people that really fucking play this thing are playing online only. On Battle.net servers, right. right? So the characters on Can't that be server. Hacked and yeah, yeah. Oh, they can be hacked. Oh, by sure, fucking, they can. Like every every latter season became a, like, all right, who's gonna find the dupe first? I, I really who's wonder find... if they have the old Battle.net interface with all the characters at the bottom. <laughs> Just <laughs> and the dress. I love that. That dude. was so cool. Yeah. And the gem you can click, but it didn't do anything. Yeah. Or did it? Um. Anyway. Jury's still out. <laughs> we'll see. And I, I hope that you know. Yeah. I hope that like you said, steps are at least put in place to like try to yeah and i mean i think it's worth the, the, the worst guy got fired yeah and so, i think it's worth of course you know this isn't to to justify this but it's you know they there are a lot of people who work at blizzard entertainment and a lot of them are not the people in those photos and not the people named in those lawsuits and are just people who love those games and wanted to work on them because you know blizzard was and maybe still is for a lot of people a dream studio it's like you grow up playing their games oh, yeah. i get to make a Diablo, like this is a dream yes. come true for any developer. So I hope the passion for that, the that the good part of what Blizzard has done maybe outweighs the shitty part. They need to get rid of the shitty part. So that's like the thing that needs to happen. But, I don't know, man. I, I, I am more cynical in terms of just like... Because of what they, has happened with the other companies that this has happened to, I am on the same page. The, the, the only way, again, I think the only way that any meaningful change happens is if they, money. Yeah. Um, and if, so if, either the form of a union if, yeah, if employees or have a bargaining state, they, there's a payout to state of California and says, yeah, motherfucker, right. whatever. Right. We're going to do this. It, but, but I, you know, that is one thing that is different from, from the riot or the, uh, Ubisoft stuff is that I don't know that they had <laughs> federal <laughs> lawsuits being brought against them. The state attorney general did not file yeah. fucking a, a they, suit against uh, them, right? In an investigation that, means, that, that means, they had been working on for multiple yeah. years. So, and that's the thing, right? That's the yeah. cynical part of just like, so there was rot. Yeah. Rot got out of control clearly. It got so bad that the fucking state yeah. not only said, we'll do the case, it's worth investigating for two years. Right. And ideally, Blizzard just does a plea and says, well, or they settle. And they yeah. just say, look, fucking, and we own it. On the other hand, if I know Bobby Kotick was probably like, we could probably fucking fight this thing. Yeah. Um, and their initial release said as much, right? Their yeah. initial release was just like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah. we've already taken care of it. And as far it? as the ruthless CEOs of all these games companies, I mean, Kodak is he's number one with a bullet. He's, he's in Jeffrey Epstein's black book, for God's sake. Like, yep. that dude's... He's well into the evil rich dude persona. Yeah. He already was. Yeah, and so um, for the idea that, okay, on top of all this other shit going on, they, they choose to have a public right. trial yeah. and just be like, ah. Because, like, like, you know, with, with Ubi, like, Yves Guillemot is like a, you know, he's a pleasant French guy. He hosts their E3 showcases because he's so, you know, personable and so forth. Whereas Bobby Kodak, I feel like, just sits on a pile of money smoking cigars. That's <laughs> what I think he does. I don't know. He, he acts in Moneyball he, he, once. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, he was in Moneyball. Money yeah, ball. yeah. Because <laughs> he's an investor in like the screenplay company that bought that script or some shit. Well, look, Bobby Kotick, uh, his backup plan is to create a uh, facility in mm. urban California that will block the sun out. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if you've seen Everybody, that. Everyone gets rickets. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets rickets. It, it, he, uh, he, that's how evil money he is, is that he's going to... Do the burn slum blocking machine. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> uh it sucks dude it's a bummer and yeah. and it is the it is the eternal picture of the the eternal meme of EA 
<laughs> yeah, taking taking, taking the, all the companies out back and shooting them in the back yeah, of the head. Yeah, and shooting the back of the head in a yeah. ditch. And it's just like, oh, Bullfrog, oh, like, yeah. all, that, all that shit. And yeah, Activision's even more ruthless in how they fold it in. Because like, when people get folded in Activision, they don't retain their identity. I mean, no. even when you know those companies got folded in EA, they retained Bioware, they retained yada yada. But like, <laughs> you just become a Call of Duty map studio. If you're Vicarious Visions and you make a fucking great Tony Hawk game that everyone loves and goes, oh my God, they finally did it. What is your reward? You get swept up and put into the, to, to making a Diablo 2 remake. A remake of a game you never had anything to do with. Um, that sucks. But that's, that, like, Raven, Grey Matter, all these like studios that were part of Activision that made games and expansions are now just, Call of Duty Map Studios. In, in this pantheon, yeah. I I don't want to jinx it. Mm. It sounds like Bethesda as a publisher seems to be yeah. maintaining their Mark property. This well so we enough. can go back and say, oh no. <laughs> Turns out Todd Howard sucks real oh, bad. But like Sure, always a possibility. But just in general, it's but, like yeah. Arcane seems to be yeah. have kept intact and they have their identity. Their games aren't rolled into each other, right? No. Arcane um, games are identifiably arcane games. Right, still. Yeah. Um again. In in two years we're gonna come back and be like John, fuck oh, you. What now, are we doing? You yeah, know, yeah. whatever. Uh, but like I'm, I'm. They, they'll be on the Epstein suite by then. <laughs> right. Oh, oh. I I am. Uh, speaking of rich islands full of assholes, uh, I am excited for Deathloop just because it is an arcane game. Everything I've heard about it seems neat, but like I, cu- I, it has that name cachet that I'm like, it's from the studio that did Dishonored Two. I am fucking down. I know nothing about it. Yeah. All, all I really know is that it looks a bit like Dishonored, but with swinging mod 60s style to it. And it also has a bunch of Hitman in it. And so, gimme, gimme, gimme. But do you think it's going to be an iSim? Yeah, it is. It is. It good. is a, huh. uh, but it's. I went back to Prey this week for some fucking reason. Great game. I love that game. The real I, system shock. The combat shock. never. The combat's a little funky. I, I feel like. Like the sneaking around and, and hacking, turn, you know, yeah. all that shit. I great. almost feel like, you know, it's an excuse because the System Shock 2 combat was bad because it was built on the fucking looking glass engine. It wasn't meant to be a shooter Look, engine. Ben. Uh, but I was. Yeah. <laughs> Prey, Prey was the similar thing where I'm like, yeah, the combat's bad, but it also was bad in System Shock. So maybe it's an homage. I mean, let's be real. I, I don't. I <laughs> never. Bullshit, I never engaged in the combat with Dishonored. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I play yeah. Prey. I'm I play Prey like, very eh. much like Dishonored. I think Moon Crash was the one that made me. That's like the roguelike. Yes, yes. Uh, because it limits you to what you're able to do. That had some pretty great moments of like, I got two shotgun shells left. Yeah. How can I get out of this room that avoids combat but also kills these things because I need what they're going to drop and blah, blah. So yeah. it actually made you use the ISIM stuff a lot more. Um, but speaking of which, uh, total <laughs> indie game, nothing to do with Blizzard, but. Have you seen any of uh, the Blendo games? Uh, Ice Skin Deep. Is yeah, it, it looks Deep? fucking awesome. It's awesome. They put out a new trailer for it today with the Annapurna's thing, and like, so it he, looks um, fucking great. So Brandon Chung does developer live streams. Yeah, yeah. And he had a really interesting problem where uh, falling through the roof, like a roof vent, mm. like your character would like hiccup. Yeah. And he will just he'll explain you like, okay, so here's the bug. We couldn't recreate it. And it turns out the character was uncrouching in midair. <laughs> and so it was like glitching. It was in. Yeah. That's the level of detail he's willing to say like, yeah. This, yeah. Not everyone can be Brennan Chung. But right. that for me is, is the game development. It's just like yeah. I make. He makes what? Barely a game every two or three years. Uh, it's been. Quad, Quad Cowboy was like four or five years ago at this point. Yeah. And, and that and, was in development for like four or five yeah, years. And, and this every time I. This is more system. It looks like Skin Deep is again more systems based. Yes. Yeah. In terms of like. <laughs> you glass in your foot, right? Or like sneezing, and you the can dusty take the bed. magazine out of your gun and, and use it as a thrown yeah. weapon. <laughs> um, there's and and he he's dedicated. I think he's using the 
Doom 3 engine now? I think that's right. He was yeah. using Quake 3 for all this shit, Because it still which looks like quad... Ca- it looks like his games. It's that yes. like blocky, boxy kind of aesthetic. But I think he, he did move over. And like that to me is... Look, it's a one-man operation. Which again... Or not one man. He yeah. might have artists. He probably has more now. But. Mostly it's yeah. one man. And it's just like, holy shit. Like this is... That's what I want for Blizzard developers. Yeah. Like the people that really are passionate yeah. is to just... Get rid of this poisonous fucking cabal of right, this upper management. thousand-person company yeah. that can be exploited in all these different ways. Yeah. Because yeah, Activision isn't going to look at Blendo Games and be yeah. like, this is a million yeah. dollar. No, fucking absolutely We can put not. a battle pass in that game. <laughs> the only guy that did the opposite was the Downwell guy. Mm. He went to work for Nintendo. Right, yes. Which is crazy, and he, that's what he wanted to do, so whatever. That, um, that one makes sense. And, you know, that's a, that's a company that their internal culture is so secretive. You know, learning about when they did that GDC talk on Breath of the Wild, that was like amazing. To, to hear they that, to hear that the never guy, yeah. talk about that. To hear that the guy was just like, yeah, they didn't want to do this game. Yeah, and it was just like, oh shit, there's Discord in Nintendo. Yeah, like um, you never, they never do docs, they never do anything. No. They, they, it is a closed box, and hopefully that is is all good. What's going on in that box? Because what oh, comes I, out of that box, I very much doubt is it. Good, but you know, it, it's also a, a different country. I, I, all that I don't stuff. know about Nintendo of America, but Nintendo of Japan, if it's anything like any of the other fucking <laughs> video game developers, right. probably not great. Yeah. At the very uh, least probably for, overworked. for overwork. Yeah. 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 Um, Never mind the other shit of like, you know, oh my God, my supervisor is trying to say he's going to marry me and, and right. being disgusting to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, more just like, oh, this is another 90 hour work week. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but, but, They've kept that box sealed, <laughs> um, more or less, and uh, so we'll see. I don't, I don't know, but it's it's, <sighs> yeah, it's it, 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 and and you know the other thing that's come up this week, and and I've seen people say uh, game developers and stuff I follow on Twitter, most of which who are indie devs, um, saying like, don't think this only happens in AAA. Like there are oh, small no, teams 100%. that have incredibly toxic Arguably, leadership. Argue and, it can be worse, right? Um, yeah. In terms of. The, the promise of, hey, I'm a successful indie developer, get into my DMs. Yeah. It's just like, oh, oh no. Yeah. If, it's a whole different group yeah. of people to exploit. And, um, yes. But that has happened. <laughs> but the idea of, I mean, by more, by the virtue of all those fucking people, right? Yeah. The buy in, it, it means all those people are, are theoretically managers. Right. And so the scale is, yeah, could be horrible. And then, and then add in the clout of like, you're one of the biggest developers in the world. Like, we don't want to rock the boat on this. The corporation that owns us doesn't want to rock the boat on this. So we're yep. just going to keep going. We're, we're with an indie. Like, if an indie is sleazy and this has happened, yeah. you can just be like, look at this fucking... And you yeah. just basically say, this guy doesn't have legal representation. You're just right. like, hey, this fucking guy is a creep. Yeah. Whatever. Um, also, games journalism or media content, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Same deal. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff about IGN. Like, earlier uh, this year, that was, that was... I mean, IGN's like the biggest one or whatever. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's a problem everywhere. To end, on a, to end on a good note, Skin Deep looks great. Yes. Brennan Chung is the man. That game seems dope as hell. I am, I love uh, that he's just, he's insisting on using id tech for, yeah. every, like, open source id tech for his stuff is amazing. Yeah. I, I always, you know, Quad Cowboy is a game I like more in theory than actually playing, but yeah. God, it was, God, it was interesting, even even when I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> even when it was cumbersome and, and what have you. But, uh, but yeah, so, just... <laughs> <laughs> don't buy Blizzard Activision stock, or maybe buy it. Or maybe I don't know. Do. I, I'm I don't not know. a stock guy, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe wait until. But I mean, this we echoed this when we talked about Rockstar and stuff. We didn't not play Red Dead, but it was something that it's worth being aware of if you're playing. If you're consuming that product, I think it is worth 
being aware of. But I think also we're in the minority on that no matter what. Like even with all the reporting that happened before Red Dead 2 came out and what have you, that game sold better in one day than their other games. This is the thing with Red Dead is that you have people there that are committed to working 80-hour weeks. And the the feeling there is like... Right. Well, that was Naughty Dog as well. Naughty Dog was very much like we hire people who are like that on purpose. And and so... The, again, this is yeah. different from the Cosby Suite thing. The Cosby Suite thing is like, you're making a fucking toxic work environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and ultimately, this has very little to do with the games that you're making. It's right. just the, the, On the other hand, the yeah. overwork and, and being like, you know, again, if it's a small team like the original Doom, yeah. right? Just, they lived in the office and they, they yeah. lived like animals and they got well, the game and, done, and right? this is to say how it existed in all industries. Uh, watching uh, a bunch of these 80s movies that I was talking about, watching the docs, for, especially for Aliens, um, Everybody on that special effects team, because Cameron is a notorious fucking perfectionist asshole. Sure. He worked in special effects, so he goes to every workshop and goes, you're not doing this. They're, they're just, oh. like he, he sounds insufferable, honestly. Um, but also the work speaks for itself. Like he is, an, he is so... It's Kubrick too, you know. I'm looking at your shining poster. Uh, yeah. It's a similar sure. thing. Um, uh, where he, it's he has just, a vision, man. Yeah, but but the thing, like everybody being like, to make the Alien Queen, we didn't have weekends for three, four months, um, and that like the reason he had such a problem with the crew in England is because they actually only worked a normal work day. And he was like, yeah, you know, in, in Hollywood, the 12 hour day is a normally day. And like uh, 16 hours is more normal for my movies. Cause I am an asshole. <laughs> sure. It's just like the, but everyone who works, you know, in those docs, it's just like a hilarious joke that they worked for that long. And I mean, Adam's Adam Savage is the same thing when he talks about working with like yeah. Mythbusters is like a lot of that wasn't just us fucking around on camera. Like it yeah. took a lot. And you know, some of his own personal injury numerous yeah. times, right? Um, but, like, a great badge of pride for all those people who worked on those movies is, like, we killed ourselves making this spaceship or this this alien queen or making this facehugger look good by running the camera backwards. And stuff. for, like, all the stuff you had to do before CGI, yeah, too. And, and you can't go... If someone wants to work 12-hour... See, this is the, this is the right. thing, right? If someone wants to, it's hard. It, it becomes blurred between the people that absolutely want to and they believe in the project, too. Right. I felt expected of me to work a 12 hour day and I didn't. Right. And that's like the culture, especially with Naughty Dog. That was what people talked about is like, even if you were done with your work and you wanted to go home and then Rockstar also talked about this oh, too, yeah. where it's like, you can't. Cause if you're the person going home at seven o'clock at night, you're fucking up somehow. Even yep. if you had your work done and it's great work and everyone loves it. it but it, it is, it is, uh, and that's a culty side. Yeah. I and mean, like, and I've that, heard that's, not, that's limited to games. That's everything. Yeah. And then like, I've heard, uh, you know, one company that, that, prides it and is still a small-ish company is super giant they make hades and whatever hades has kicked them into another level of stratosphere at this point but sure but they like hard cut off you are not in the office after five o'clock you do not answer emails over the weekend like if for any reason you don't want to you know they they're very but they're also like a 50 person company so it's just like it's a totally different scale than naughty dog who is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of artists and developers and whatever and not to say they couldn't do that, but like I think because Supergiant was a bunch of people who came from EA, they basically all those <laughs> people came from Command and Conquer. Yeah, right, Red right, Alert right, Two, right. I think, is where Greg and the heads of that studio all came from. And their first game, uh, Bastion, was six people in a house they rented. Like that was a super super indie game. But they've maintained that we don't overwork ourselves all the way through. So that's great. How hard that scales up is is interesting. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think sometimes it just becomes inevitable. Like a work, the work culture is just that's just like yeah. rock again. Rockstar, 
that's just how it is, man. Right. And like, if you didn't want to work there, you and you didn't want to work right. those hours, you wouldn't have applied to it. Yeah. And the, yeah, the way that Rockstar like is so specific about hiring, but then like the thing with those companies, Blizzard, I heard the same thing. It was like once you get in there, you don't leave, which is atypical for the games industry which is very gun for hire kind of like you go and you do a project it ships maybe you get to keep your job maybe you don't um yeah you know you're on the art team your work's done you're out in the middle of the production and in rockstar's case you don't even get in the credits in that case (laughs) so like which they have rectified after red dead 2 but nevertheless it's still but the idea of the idea of you become safe right right if you're a shitty actor and you get promoted just because you're willing to do the work right you get you know people hire and promote people that are similar to them as it turns out i don't know if you know this. if you are jim cameron and you are incapable of making a failure outside of the abyss yeah um you know every movie you make is the most expensive movie ever made but then it's also the most successful movie ever made you... i mean don't you don't you have nothing but like nothing to but incentive to preserve this right form of work when he comes and says i want to make four avatar sequels they go like sure okay <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> man um, all right, leave yeah. us on an up note, Ben. Jesus, yeah. what's something good that's happening? Uh, well, I think Skin Deep looks great. I think that's the thing. That we, can, <laughs> we just kind of steer it back towards that. I hope Brandon Chung makes exactly enough money to make another type of Skin Deep. Yeah. Uh, In five or six years. Hey, uh, speaking of, I, for whatever reason, that game reminds me of Heat Signature. I was wondering, do you, what is Tom Francis doing? He is working on a game called Tactical Breach Wizards. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks I really about that. goofy. Um, and like all like his previous two games, you can shoot people out of windows. Yes. I've been playing I've been playing Heat Signature as well recently. I'm, I want that like iSim. I, I guess that would be my taste, right? I guess I'm, I'm craving a little bit of iSim with a, a dollop of loot grind yeah. on the top. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, so Tactical Breach Wizards, I think you can at least wishlist it on Steam. Uh, and he he also is very open about like here's how we yeah I mean, here's how he does streams and all that yeah he does like development streams he's also doing he did a union unity tutorial mm. from like knowing nothing to what oh, he did for cool. game maker that's how yeah. I learned uh, game maker was yeah, just yeah. like oh Tom France I had tried so many other tutorials there's just something about Tom France I don't know if it's because he's also like a games writer yeah he type. used to be a PC gamer so writer, he, right? he's just more eloquent and can explain right but he is a great teacher yeah uh, in addition to being like a good dev and having he he only has. <laughs> he has like very specific ideas and executions. Yeah. Right? But just even the scale of heat signature, I'm just like, man, Tactical Breach Wizard seems like a step back. Yeah. Um to just a simple like I think you're basically yeah, like invisible ink. Is, yeah, yeah. Invisible ink is really I think the closest mm. with a little bit of XCOM. Yeah. yeah. But you can re- rewind turns. So I guess even um uh what's uh shit, what was the game that did that? What's the mecha game? Oh, uh Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Yes. So similar you can rewind and you can out- equip your characters between each level, and they have stories, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what Tom France is doing. I think, well, of course, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's the purest model of game dev. That seems to be the only way I can consume it. Yeah. Well, ethically <laughs> pure. Ethically, was when I boot up his signature. I know who Tom Francis is, yeah. and I know that he paid his artists. Yeah. And, right. And whatever, like perfect. Yeah. But, uh, but as you Blizzard, grow that idea. All the all, there's more that's ro- more apples to rot. I don't know. As it turns out, is. when you scale something up, it does become more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> as it turns, turns out. out. Anyway, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's let's leave it there with Brennan Chung and Tom Francis. Some good good indie games, and you know, I, I in the AAA space. I'm just trying to think of anything I can say in that space that sounds exciting. That's not Nintendo, because like oh, I won't play Breath of the Wild too. It's not gonna be out till next year. Like I, I I really am looking forward to Psychonauts too, but that's not even. I guess they're AAA now. They're owned by Microsoft. 
That comes out at the end of August. I, I get so nervous. I, I feel like even talking about Double Fine, I just get nervous because I'm like, I hope nothing happens. I, it seems yeah. like they're pretty solid. Um, Would you say they are the naughty dog of, <laughs> of Microsoft? Of comedy games. <laughs> Wait, no, but so then aren't like, uh, so, man, all right, so where's my Double Fine New Vegas game? Because now they're under the same umbrella. What's right, up? yeah. Microsoft, yeah. make it happen. Obsidian also owned by Microsoft, yeah. along with Bethesda, yeah. Uh, who, yeah, they own the Fallout IP now, so do that uh I, yeah double fine is they're such oh a, my god i just forgot microsoft owns bethesda yeah they sure do 7.1 billion dollars holy shit i just put my hand on my head i <laughs> forgot that happened remember when people thought that like starfield is going to come out on everything it's like why do you think they spent 7.1 billion dollars to get that game exclusive along oh, with elder scrolls 6 like yeah sorry sorry playstation you got all the other ones <laughs> ben we're just gonna leave it here this is this has become dark yeah. Oh, God. Corporate consolidation. End yeah. it all. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft, from what it sounds like, is they're pretty hands-off, but, but we'll, well see. Well, they're hands-off while things are good. Yeah, exactly. And they don't... All right. Uh, all right. Let's leave it there. Ben, take us out. All right. We're out. We're out.